reading on the L a lot. But you know, people don't read book. You get the tablet now. Tablet or your phone. Well, they read books on it. Exactly. That's what they do. All but right. to me, there was the experience of actually having the pages and the cover. Like that was all part of the marketing plan now. And I guess maybe they do that now with you books on your Kindle. You'll get some no weird got- bot that comes out and some meme that, who, who you should read this. And, oh, I like this. Yeah. Ooh, you know, like. Who's got room know. for all this shit, Crochet? <laughs> well, I hear that. But there's something about that. That was also part of the old school, like pretense of me. What of having of my, here's my, my little uh, my personal library that shows what my thought process is, you know, and exposes something of myself. It's kind of all over the place, frankly. Maybe I should donate. I thought about donating those books, man. It's that, all my. It's just your Michael Crichton novels. <laughs> all the time, big Crichton fan. Absolutely, those are the books that people get rid of. Oh, he's practicing a shot. All right, let yep. me start the fucking yep. show. Here We're we go, do- folks. Yeah. By the way, I like this song. Look at fucking. We're here. We're in. Yes. I tell you what, I like that song. It's a great song. My imagination starts to spark when I hear that song. You know what I mean? That that means it's doing something. It's working on some sort of plane. It's our song. Look, we got fucking Sonny Corleone. Exactly. We got The Godfather. Part one. The boys here. And about midway through part one, we got a good couple hours ahead of us with The Godfather. Oh, dude. It's, it's, I love, look, they're all in their wife beaters eating Chinese food. (laughs) Exactly. Waiting for the call about going to the veal place. Do you know the continuity? What I love about this is uh, Michael's jaw is swollen for about three hours. Like, they they keep the continuity of his jaw healing. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Even when yeah. he's in Italy after he kills yeah, he's old still boy, messed up. his yep. face is still all fucked up. That, that was a part of the book. That was a major part of the book. That it's his a, jaw's all wired yeah, yeah, shut. And, it's, yeah, and that is, is it fractured his orbital, so it's like his sinuses get all messed up. He's sneezing a lot, and that sort of contributes to his sort of Don personality. Yeah. He's got this because he's building his own thing. Yeah, and because his of, dad talks like this. Exactly. My dad, so I need something too because I don't talk like that. <laughs> well, he's forging his own path within the family. He's modernizing the family. The the, the textures. I, I know everyone fucking Godfather this, Godfather that, but it's working on so many levels. It's just a good old fashioned crime story, just on its very one dimensional surface level. I never really think about the crime in this. I think about the uh, familial drama going on, you yeah. know, and also the kind of again the modernization of the mob and kind of the you think the about situations it's, all the women with. that they're cheating on their wives with. <laughs> you know, he I got my broad. A, he bangs a girl up against the door. I can in tell the you this much: scene. these guys were not PC. It's safe no, to say. Oh, <laughs> no. They were uh, rough men, you know? Oh, yeah, rough and tumble. You know, I mean, whatever. This is, you know, this is what they were, you know? <laughs> As if this is a documentary. But it, it's a, yeah, it's, 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 gone right it's away. a key scene. Yeah, a million times. Million times. He never shot a gun in his life. You don't forget. 
Two shots apiece in the head as soon as you come out the door. So this is the important scene of the transition of Michael Corleone hey, from the me. square who went to Dartmouth he's now like, to taking over the family. He's, he's earning his bones. He's like, buy me some baby powder. My suspenders and making me chafe. <laughs> but he's also, he's got to earn his bones. He's got to kill someone to actually prove that he's actually part of it. Yeah, so, that he's not just some fucking yeah, queer soft, soldier. You know, it's like, no, you, you have to actually forge it with blood. It's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, basically, th- that's how, I mean, this isn't that far from how power kind of works. That's also another yeah. reason why it's good, is that it actually exposes sort of what, you know, what mainstream oh, dude, society shit is like. like this probably gives Trump a boner. Oh, it's probably the only thing he understands. I'm like you know? Sonny. I've always thought I, I was Sonny. Me. <laughs> Go, I mean... <laughs> Wow. By the way, no, you're the brother that beats the wife. So, yeah, I mean, and they had no problem. They knocked women around. This is back when Jack Dempsey's was still the uh, Jack Dempsey's was still a functioning restaurant in Broadway in 1972, closed in 74. It's credited, I think, with being basically the very first sports bar. Was he He, still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a greeter and a part owner. All punch drunk, taking shots with uh, people. I guess he was completely like like a completely good guy. Have you ever seen the movie Death to Smoochie? Uh, I have not. There's no, a character no. <laughs> in that named Spinner Dunn, and he's like has the same character, but he's like fucking retarded punch drunk. Yeah. And his whole yeah. thing is they're like, hey, what's up, Spinner? And he's like, I'm Spinner. Yeah. Like he he's great, but it's that same thing. He has his own restaurant, but he just sits there and talks to people like he clearly has no business acumen <laughs> but, at all. Well, what's interesting is that Dempsey actually, I think, was giving him some credit as actually being a pretty good restaurant tour. Like that was a successful restaurant in Manhattan for 50 years, you know, from like. I think the 30s until the until the 70s. My favorite Jack Dempsey story. My favorite Jack Dempsey story. It was from a, one of those uh, old uh, uh, ESPN uh, documentaries from like 17 years ago. Uh, you know, they, they would do a feature on like Bill Walton, you know, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They did yeah. one hour on Dempsey and what he meant. Well, I guess he was in his 70s and still running the restaurant, and he was walking home. You know, he lived. He had a place in Manhattan. Manhattan in the 70s, very sketchy, very scary. You know. Well, two guys in their 20s, he was in his 70s, jumped him because he had this nice coat, like a good, like, solid winter coat. They jumped him for it, and he knocked both the guys out. He was in his 70s, and they were in their 20s. So it's like the guy was a total badass. You know, Dempsey is, like, given the – I mean, in the 20s, he was – it was him, Red Grange, and Babe Ruth were, like, the athletes. (laughs) Well, didn't fucking uh, Joe Lewis knock Jack Dempsey out? No, no. Or were they, they like, before each other's times? Jesus, I should know that off the top. Uh, Yeah, I think they were were different. Dempsey was before Lewis. Dempsey was before – Dempsey, Gene Tunney. He had a big fight with a guy named Gene Tunney. John Favreau driving the car here. And they (laughs) – we're going to go to Jersey. (laughs) <laughs> make sure they're not the white walls there you go like that was a job man like if you could run a drive a car like that those were heavy machines i they, love how the power steering here's you know what the I mean? fucking key of this time if this happens right now every one of those people rips out their cell phone and takes a picture <laughs> look at this fucking mob yeah, yeah, yeah. asshole you wouldn't have a cover you got a good six hours before it gets back to anyone that you yeah. made that kind of turn which is amazing because it's like I mean, to be a criminal now, you got to be even more creative and crafty. It's different ways of being a criminal. I think, yeah, you had more cover back then. You know, it was still a little bit of the Wild West. So here's the, they go to the restaurant, which, by the way, that looks like a great hole in the wall. How many cool restaurants in Louis? Chicago look that way? Yeah, well, yeah, fucking diner grill, uh, but they don't look that nice on the inside. If you go to some places in Little Italy, they're cool little places like that, man. Devante Echinacea, or not Echinacea, Echinacea, it was a nice place on Taylor Street. I used to go there with my girlfriend at the time. That place closed down. It was a totally good Italian restaurant, you know? 
We'd go there kind of early, go there late sometimes. I, the two women I love that we bring up, Amanda Rip, and then you just refer <laughs> to her as my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> I don't even want to know her name. <laughs> well, because there were other... Amanda Rip was the first. I have had many girlfriends since then. Not recently. Bro, look but, at uh, this guy over here. Huh? Many. You know, hey, you know, I, I have many go-tos. <laughs> Sorry. I should not go down this path. This is a ridiculous reveal. But yeah, this is good. This is a good, this is a good scene. It's, it's tense. I still, to this day, kind of don't understand what the... F- like, I know the families are warring with each other, but they don't really get into why. No, 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 no. They explain it very well. It's a slow burn. It's a slow... It all makes sense. Yeah. It's a slow burn. It is... This guy came to the Don, you know, basically saying, hey, we got to get into the drug business. This is before the mafia got yeah. into the drug business. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why it's... And he doesn't it, want to sell drugs. He doesn't want it. It, it. It's a dirty business. He doesn't like it. It's a dirty... People die. It's not good for we'll do kids. We'll way. We help the kids across the street to go to yeah. school. You know, it's... I don't want to say... Yeah, so he... Uh, so he gets approached by this guy who's and he and, and, the, and the Don rejects him. We don't touch the black kids. But, but you see, what it really was is he was representing essentially two families of the five families. We're going to take down Corleone is the strongest Don of the five families, but he's aging. So they want to take him down. And they want to do it through the whole drug trade because they wanted to get him get him on board to get all of his judges to fix the laws so they could actually get away with this stuff. And he, he knew they weren't going to go for it. His business sense realized it wasn't going to happen. So. When he rejected them, then they tried to kill him to get him out of the way and just take over, you know. And then Also, it, back in the day when you could just gun someone down outside of a market. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean. I got I my bag it, of tomatoes, my heirloom <laughs> tomatoes. They rolled everywhere. You know. <laughs> I got lead, you got bullet you see, piece. This is a key point, too, because they were speaking Italian before. It was old. Now he speaks English because the mob is getting modern. It's getting Americanized. No more attempts on my father's life. What guarantees can I give you, Mike? I'm a goomba. I'm the hunted one. I missed my chance. You think too much of me, kid. I'm not that clever. He also knows. He's. I mean, he's the. He's the muscle all for I the two other families. All I a truce. So it, it all spins together. It all connects together. Each scene. I have to go to the bathroom. He, in the book, he's like, he knows something is up. Like, Salazzo knows something go, is up go. at that moment when he says that. In the book, they say, he's like, but he didn't quite think to himself, okay, I got to stop this from happening. You know? It just didn't feel I right. I him. He's clean. He's clean. I touched him real good. Don't worry. <laughs> I felt him up real nice. That's, that's Sterling Hayden, who was in The Killing. Which, if which someone is, came uh, to you and asked, uh, what are you investing in? What's his in? face? Uh, Would your answer be Kubrick's, about mutual like, funds? one of his first or movies. Mutual? The Killing. I got him. He's packing, but he's clean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's got that big Corleone piece. Well, I don't know if you, well, that, that's the thing in, in the in the book. They don't go in, they go into it a little bit Sonny in the wedding got a scene. Big old hug. S- Sonny, I guess, has like a 12 inch cock, which is part of the which reason. Which is physically not possible. Like he's, it's like John Holmes like, is yeah. what he's like. And I was so, just going to say Johnny Wad. That, that, Johnny Wad was his character, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. That, 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 that's what. What Dirk Diggler had as uh, as uh, what, God, Bluff what Billington or whatever no, the no, fuck it was they Chess made. Rockwell and then uh, God, what was his name? Like not Reed Maxwell or something. it's some he had some other name. Dirk I Diggler know. Had, well, had, it's because they so he had three characters. He had his actual name, his Dirk Diggler name, then he had another character beyond that. And then well, yeah, I heard too. It was because they couldn't use the name Johnny Watt. Like, yeah, they wanted yep. to just because he's John Holmes, right? Exactly, Dirk Diggler. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's loosely based on his life. I mean, frankly, does Dirk John, Diggler get AIDS in it? No, oh, Johnny John Holmes' story is pretty fucking rough, man. I mean, when I look at like 
true gross fl- flame outs, it's like, wow, what a fuck up. I mean, his, like, have you ever seen that movie Wonderland Murders? Uh, 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 Val Kilmer plays him, you know, and does a pretty good job of like, I mean, he had so thoroughly lost himself in, in, in freebasing cocaine that he just became this huge criminal, you know, and he made a lot of money early on. Like in the early years of porn, he was a real breakthrough because he had this giant dick, you know. So again, in uh, but with Michael Corleone and Sonny Corleone, that's the reason why he married his wife. Is his wife, I guess, had this very large vagina, and he he could only he could only satisfy. Yeah, she was only satisfied with him, so there was a real strong sexual attraction. The idea, too, is that Sonny is very much a red meat Stanley Kowalski type guy. Like, oh, he wears like Michael Corleone is a much more cerebral, intelligent kind of chess player, you know? So they contrast their personality. And then they have the fuck up brother in Fredo, which is a great, I will say, I will say this about the movies versus the books. In the books, Fredo's character is not that well developed. He's a character, and you know about him. He's just there. He, he's but and and he's he's more of a shameful figure. That's they they, they send him to Vegas because he's he's getting too many women you knocked up on the East Coast. Don't talk to Mo Green like that. Yeah, and they don't go into this in, they, in the book. Well, they, well, they get it. The, well, the book. No, they don't. The sex thing here. I gotta make yeah. a point, man. Okay, I gotta make a point about. Um, Fredo. They send him to Vegas. They don't go into it in the movie. They send him to Vegas because he's getting so many women pregnant in New York. They're just in. He's, he has like seven women knocked up in nice. New York. He's such a fuck up. Well, they don't get. They send him out there because it's a place they can do abortions. Until they can do oh. abortions in Vegas. That's, that's another reason they don't get into any of that, man. And they're in, in performed the by Bob Hope. Well, they, yeah, they have this mobbed up doctor out there who's like a legit doctor, but who'll do abortions, you know. And so they send him out there because he. So they don't go into that. They they also send him out there to kind of learn the casino business because they're trying to move west. The empire is trying to expand like the country, you know, so it definitely parallels like 20th century America very well in terms of like the kind of business developed, you know, and L.A. was very much a destination city, which it still has that thing. But I don't know. <laughs> There's Not a lot now. of people here, man. I mean, it, it well, can't leave it's just, I mean, yeah. Yeah. People are dropping like flies in the scene, right? Rogan's going to Tejas. Joey Diaz is going to New Jersey. Theo Vaughn is moving to Nashville. Oh, I was laughing today because yeah. I, I guess Rogan already said people are pissed at him that he's like, he because he was saying like, he was like, Texas is dope. They didn't shut anything down and everybody just wears a mask. And I was like, well, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone wears a mask. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess he's getting mail from people being like, dude, stop telling people to move to Texas. Like, that's why they're in Texas. Like, you realize people in Texas want to seed from the country. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a... Like, they're probably not pumped that you're bringing all these liberal folk to fucking Austin. Well, you know, what's interesting about it is... Because now every comic coming up is going to want to move to Austin. Well, Austin is certainly one of those, like, up... Like, Austin and Texas and Chicago, although Chicago's got a more robust scene, they're definitely... Because Chicago's got the improv and the acting thing, but I I look at them as as a stand-up. They're very much kind of equal cities in a lot of ways, or comparable cities, Mm -hmm. you know, so... uh, Very much so. But, again, this is what happens when you get more people moving somewhere. You want to know what happens? You have to have the government make some decisions. And that just is anathema to their sensibility. Arizona, which is the land of Goldwater, for crying out loud, ultra, ultra conservative. I mean, that libertarian, my fucking territory, you know, we don't want any government, no taxes, or just minimal taxes. Well, now they have seven and a half million people in the state. Well, there is some push that they have to have like infrastructure things and like schools. And as you do that, as people move in, you have to have yeah. that. It changes things. The well, character God damn is, it, we need a toilet now. You know, it's just like, oh, well, it just changes things. So you have to think in a little bit more of a collective sense, you know, which is 
is anathema to their sensibility. But here we are, back to the first. Scene. Well, plus my whole thing is like, leave. You're dr- they're already driving rent down. Yeah. Just just the people, because even not yeah. just in comedy circles, there are probably people with office jobs that are like, well, I'm working from home now, so I can go live in Santa Clarita or whatever yep. the fuck. Yeah, like people are just. I think there's just a mass exodus out of L.A. right now. You think so? Oh yeah. You think there's literally just thousands, just of thousands, thousands of people. Probably maybe even, even tens long time, of thousands. This was the first time in this year that California didn't grow. Well, it's interesting. I, I for think L.A. It, County at least. Yeah, it's you know, and it, I'm not a genius by any means. This is a big scene, but I, I think that there's a kind of a tipping point. It's, it just becomes too difficult to manage. Problems start to happen that you can't control. You know. Well, that's and even when they said they were like, "Oh, California hasn't grown this year," and I was kind of like, "What? Who cares?" But yeah, then no. they were like, well, because it cost us money. Well, shouldn't you expect that? You can't yeah. expect, you can't complain about overpopulation and then yeah. be like, but we do want more people yeah. coming every year. <laughs> Which is it? I know. <laughs> are you upset that more people come? Or yeah, are manage you, it better. Or are you mad that now no one's coming and now we're losing money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it necessarily works that way now, too, man. It's just. Well, that's the art. Because when I, t- even my liberal cousin, I was like, who gives a fuck if no one's coming to California? And he was like, that's like, he goes, that means we're not making as much money. He was like, that costs the state money. Well, it's interesting. You see, that's very much California has that growth mentality, which is very American. Very American. Even with it being deemed liberal, it's about growing and growing and growing, getting bigger. And there are limitations to that in your regulatory regimes, how taxation is, how what industries you have in your state. Now, it's still a very relevant state. It's it's the most important state in the country. There you go. Ooh, that's dust. Salazzo. And, and then this is the fucking police captain. He shoots a police chief, dude. He earned his bones in a dramatic way. I love, I love the reaction of people. They're just like, they don't do it. They're just like, well, we got to get away. That lady's like, I'll have what he's having. Yep. He drops. He drops the gun. All is planned. And this, this is always, this is the good, like, I love the montage. Of, I love. The, now they're going to war. I love the game of the Godfather. Cause check this out. So everything that happens in this. You facilitate it. So in the video game, you cut the head off the horse and put it in the guy's bed. Oh, oh, oh! So it, it, it kind of compliments. Like, you're like a, a lackey, like I, like in the video game, you plant the gun in the restaurant. Oh, like your mission is you have to go plant the gun, and then after you do it, you get to watch this cutscene, and then like. When they're doing the baptism, you have to go murder all the heads oh, of the oh, fucking Oh, you're one families. of the hitmen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I mean, there's a lot they can do with uh, that. Yeah. Also, when the scene when old girl's getting hit up you uh, and Sonny flips out and drives away, yeah. they tell you to go tail him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you have to tail him and you're driving you're and, you, shot, and you see him. Shot. Uh, yeah, you know the car that pulls up at yes, the end? absolutely. That's you in the yeah, game. Yeah, they're, they're like a mile behind. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, it's the, the game is awesome. Yeah. And then eventually... Amazing. You do kind of become because you start after you do the story. Yeah, you get more recognized. Like you kind of ah, you're becoming big stuff around here. <laughs> but it was still before it was very wide open, like story. So it's still yeah. a little limited. But it's a great fucking game. Yeah, that, that's a pretty amazing concept. I just like how know? yeah they fit the movie in it perfectly about yeah. how and the fucking missions are so long like when cutting off the horse's head you have to wander around this guy's house and take out all his fucking oh, security and you have to do with it with like a bloody head no you shit. have to do it with a garrote because you oh, can't make yeah. any noise so you yeah. have to go behind people and 
and like choke them with the garrote. Oh, 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 man. Yeah, it's quick death. And, and then and, but when everybody's gone, you could cut the head of the horse off. And they don't show you do it. You just you click X on the horse and then they play the cut scene of when he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> that, that scene, that scene in the uh, in the book, it's such a oh, it's so funny. Because what is that Waltz guy? There's a real political dimension to it because obviously Frank Sinatra. Well, what is, I was going to say too, yeah. the book is the f- first and second movie in one, right? Uh, base, it, it's six novellas. It's like six 80 to 100 page novellas. They get into put old, together, they, they, go, they flash back to Vito, old Vito's life in the book, you know, that, right? That, that's a good point. I don't really, I think so. they definitely have Michael Corleone going back for sure, but I don't think they actually go into that in the book. That's one of the reasons where, I mean, they did a good job of interpreting kind of storylines. I don't think he actually go, they oh, go back that's to the what, old days. So check this out. Two, two is better than so one. So Godfather 2. Two is great. The Two's present, one of the best movies ever made. So in Godfather 2, the present day parts are the book and then when they flash back the De Niro scenes yeah that's made up for the movie yeah as as, yeah exactly exactly but the scenes of like him in Cuba when they're like fucking what's what's that dude's name um the dude who's cutting up fucking Cuba and the cake oh 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 oh, oh, Hyman Hyman Roth. Roth Who is great? Yeah, I mean that's Stanislavski for Christ. So because Hyman Roth, Hyman no, no, no. Roth, who, who's the actor? I, I'm an idiot. I reveal my idiocy. I, I, I should know, but he, he teaches that dramatic technique. I'm Hyman sorry, Roth ahead. is in the book, though, right? You know, he's at, he's not in the book either, actually. Because I've heard that the because there has to be because Godfather Two is based on parts yeah yeah of the parts book. of it yeah absolutely. So I mean it's but mostly it's it's a lot of like like the Carrie Luce, the character Lucy Mancini. Who who Sonny Corleone is fucking? Yeah, you know, she's got side. a big role in the book. She's got right? a big role in the book. She goes out to Vegas and like Fredo and all. I mean, Fredo's much more developed in the movies, which is a great decision. I mean, the black sheep of the family. I think large families can realize that there's always one person that's kind of the got black the kids sheep. playing stickball. Yeah, there you go. They go into the whole like them going to long like moving from the Lower East Side out here was a big deal in the book. Oh, yeah, here's Carl. Well, that's what, shut up. Whenever oh he's the shut worst. Up. I, anytime my grandparents would be like, yeah, when we were kids, we didn't fucking have all this technology. We just played ball in the rocks. Yeah. And it's just like, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, I'm psyched that I have television and I don't have to make a baseball bat out of tree fucking sticks. You see, here's where I, I'm happy about my childhood. I was in I was in a transition era from technology, from being outside and playing to technology. Generation I got an Atari, X. as I've told the story before. I got an Atari for Christmas 1981, which is still to this day one of my greatest gifts ever. It was amazing. When my dad got me that, I was like, holy shit, man, this is cool. That was when gaming, home gaming first started. <laughs> but it, I, So I had to play outside a lot. But you also had good good equipment, though. I had like decent bats and decent gloves. You know what I mean? 20 years before that, it was like you had a, a milk carton hand. You know, like you were in the Dominican Republic. Like you actually had good equipment. There was enough money so the kids had good equipment. So I remember actually playing sports outside, but I had a good basketball. We had a good football. We had a good couple bats. We played good wiffle ball. You know, we had a clean wiffle balls. <laughs> but I was uh, heavily, oh yeah, this is where they Why had. do I talk so funny? What, they go, you see, his back, he got stabbed in the neck when he was young in his life. See, they were going to do a movie where DiCaprio was going to play young, young Sonny Corleone with James Conn's character. But then they, they were, they were like, that. yeah, but that's Godfather 2. Well, it's, it's, no, it's kind of in between. It's, it's really not. It's pre-Godfather 1. Yeah, but Godfather 2 gets into him as a kid, as a young man. Yes, God. absolutely, absolutely, yes. And even yes. De Niro talks like this a little bit. Yeah. They, 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 well, Mario Puzo, what's interesting about Puzo is I guess 
He didn't know how to really. He didn't ever take a script writing class. He just wrote the script. Do you kind of want to know what are the one critique I have of all these movies? And this one less so than. But in two, you have young Vito Corleone like establishing himself in New yeah, York. The rise, but exactly. it'll literally be he goes in, he notices that the head of the bread shop is like smacking his wife. Yeah, and he just said, "Don't worry." I will make it all better. No, it's it's a little more complex. And then that. like it's but, a little more complex. But then just magically he he'll fucking stab a guy in the neck and then just be like, okay, it's all better now. No, no. <laughs> what it is, they go into him being a little kid and how his entire identity is forged in, in, in Sicilian violence. Nine years old, his old man gets killed, his older brother gets killed. They go after the nine-year-old kid. They're going to kill the nine-year-old kid, Vito Corleone. He gets taken out of Sicily by cover of night and goes to America as a nine-year-old boy, like the immigrant experience of Italians, and ends up on the Lower East Side, and he's a working Joe, and he has to work his way up, and he notices the the mafia guy's a real asshole. Like, he just scared, he's just a thug. He's a criminal. He, no he, respect. He, and just, you know, and like, he's doing uh, awful things, you know, shaking people down. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's I yeah. know it's more complicated than that, yeah. but they really, like, I just think it's funny that just because this fucking random guy comes in and starts <laughs> stabbing people, like, in reality. Well, he takes down the bad guy. He takes down the mafia guy. So then he yeah, becomes. Yeah, he puts the fucking, he wraps a towel. He wraps yes. a pillow That's around That's a silencer. Gun. That's a silencer. I always laugh at that. Well, he had to do it, man. There's no fun. They didn't but have a silencer in 1929. Like, but you know? I also feel like that wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to shoot straight if your fucking gun was wrapped in well, a pillow. Well, if you know how to handle a gun. You know, that, that's one of the things they go into, too, in the book. Salazzo, you're the guy who, who Michael Corleone just shot. Salazzo. His character is, he's good with a knife. So that's the reason why when he kills Luca Brazzi or he stabs his knife through his hand into the bar, he's good with the knife just to... to, to little commercial transition. Uh, legally blonde. You know. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it, it's just... Uh, it's... Yeah, whatever. It's great. Look at, isn't she from Back to School? That's not Sally Kellerman, is it? Let me see. No. <laughs> or is that Natasha Richardson or something? Who is that? That's Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, exactly. I know that. But this is like 16 years. Who's that? I don't know. She's... Let me... We could look. She's a pretty older woman. There's no doubt about that. She still has her looks. <laughs> well, this was, again, 20 years ago. So who knows no, what I, the I'm fuck not, she yeah. looks like now? Reese Witherspoon is like this famous... She's famous. Well, she married Ryan Phillippe. She's, she's got her own production thing going on. Uh, yeah, she's divorced. she's transitioned so hard now that she is so she's playing the young vibrant reporter on the Apple TV show whatever the fuck it's called morning show I think it's called yeah yeah but she's like sixty five years old <laughs> she and is she, like, and her character she's in her is forties she's fifty yeah. she's older than that is Ro- Reese I think she's like fifty no I I remember her no she she's like f- she's forty two. She's reaching that threshold 44. age. She's 44. She's reached but the threshold age. But that's still not age. a young whippersnapper not reporter. All. Not at all. Because that's the storyline is Jennifer Aniston is this old fucking hag reporter. And then here we got young, vibrant, 44-year-old Reese Witherspoon coming in. Like, that's not how it works. Tommy Lahren is 17 years old. And she has her own show on The Blaze. <laughs> Well, it's also, it's her still trying to be like, I can hold on to my youth. I can hold on to what I say. Like, come on. Just that. I mean, I'm sure it's weird to be, to be young and to have that much fame come at you. Holland, how to manage it. Virginia Taylor. She was in the, well, the practice. That's an old show. 
she so was Luke in, Wilson. Oh, she is the was love in, she was fucking old boy uh the mom in two and a half men. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. That's her. That's a deep cut. She's wow. in Bosom Buddies. Oh God. <laughs> with Hanks. Uh her <laughs> one fine day in nineteen ninety six. That's a good movie. Oh, is it with Tom Hanks? Uh, no, that's George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, but Bosom oh, okay. Buddies is Tom Hanks. B- Bosom George buddies. of the Jungle, she's in the Truman Show. Well, she, she had a career. She, had, she was in some I major mean, stuff. Yeah, she had a career. I mean, if you're in this movie, I assume you had some sort of career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the casting. You know, they had- fame. She was in Fame. Uncredited. Remember my name. Fame. That, that movie was huge. That movie was very late 70s art school. If you ever see that movie, it's dated, but it's got some interesting things. There's like a gay character in it that's very open, which is like was was a very kind of risque thing to do. It was and it was also like a guy coming to terms with being gay, you know, like in the late seventies, you know, <laughs> on fame. I'm like, because they're they're at the New York Performing Arts School. They had a movie, then they did a TV show. Like in the seventh grade, a lot of the girls would wear these leg warmers. Lisa Padilla, who was I had a total crush on, Amy McCory who was like the most beautiful woman. Like, you know, when you first, when you first really discover like like an older version of sexuality, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, there's something here. Well, yeah. Well, like yeah, she's yeah. like, like when I was like 12, thir- like just beyond, starting to come into it, you know? Yeah. Like beyond when you're just like, I want to marry that girl. Yeah. Or just, or whatever. Or it's a fleeting kind of thought. You knew you had an attraction, but it was like not, you know, but then it was like, holy shit. Like Amy McCory, like the when most beautiful When you start feeling woman, ashamed of your thoughts, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> Why well, was I, it was just like it was more like this longing feeling like a longing, you know, here, here here's Fredo. He's such a fucking timid, timid little ferret. Uh, his he develops well, though. In the second one, he's such a, such a scumbag. You see here at the end of the first one. He's got his stupid cards. We're in Sicily. I mean, his brother ends up shooting him on a boat behind his back yeah, so he yeah, kind of, ends, of the, oh he's his life up. ends up like a bitch oh it, it, he goes it, down like a bitch he's fucked up and he ends up selling out the whole fucking family well he, i mean he, he was he was a weakness that's how he I almost know it killed was him you, fredo yeah he because it was a weak got these like fucking, the sicily man hey got these body olive skinned sicilian just <laughs> fucking flanking him at all times <laughs> those are fucking cloves of garlic look at those cars man those cars are great those are great. They're so out of place oh, in Italy. And, and also, but also like the seats and stuff. It took him a while to get out of that chair, man. That seat. And then there's Antino. <laughs> your, your brothers are beating your sister. <laughs> I have to admit it, the fact that crime is a way of life, you know, I mean, whatever, it, it's everywhere, obviously, you know, yeah. you know, it's just that that's all part of, I don't know. Those are figuring out a, a way that to make belt a that guy's wearing. Yeah. Those are jars of aioli inside of those fucking <laughs> holsters. Those aren't bullets. You think so? Yeah. Hey, give me the sauce. Give like me it. some sauce. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, Mamma Mia! I'll never see a bambini again. No. Oh. And as we know, aioli is just mayonnaise's Italian cousin. <laughs> you fucking cousin aioli's coming over, you know? I tell you what, these uh, Italy's got a culture, man. Yeah, it's, it's got a fucking it's way. It's annoying, you know. Corleone. We murder everyone in the in the village. Yeah. Throw off cliff. <laughs> Like, that's what I don't get about the mafia. They're like, we love this area. 
so we kill anyone <laughs> who wrongs us. Well, it's just but, the, but we love it. What? What? Uh, they probably think that they're defending it in some way. You know what I mean? The, 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 that's sort of part of the the uh, the, the philosophical underpilling. Was uh, that like a little thing that they had a fucking Russian poster on the wall? Well, I, I mean, at the time, at the end of the war, the Communist Party was was uh, a, you know. It wasn't going to take over Italy, but it was a voice. It's they part of the there. reason why they were there. It was the reason why uh, you know Mussolini won. You know, in the early twenties, is that there was a tremendous amount. Even before Germany, man, Italy was Central Europe was pure chaos after the First World War. I mean, factories were having sit-down strikes, and it was a real like chaotic time, which just was a cauldron for all these extremist movements to happen. You know, yeah. which is what's happening now. He just the picks globe. this girl out. And it's just like your mind. Well, I mean, it was love at first sight. Well, no, it was, hey, tell this fucking girl that the leader of the mafia wants to bed her down. You know. Well, it's also, I mean, this is also part of the reason why his marriage with Kay doesn't go well. Because he wanted to meet a Sicilian woman because she would actually be a good wife and would would, would not be American and, and question him. And Monday, he could just Tuesday, do his thing. Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. <laughs> Monday. Dude, it's such what a undeveloped way of life. Oh, oh, back. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, this is they're a, literally is, just sifting grains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is this is uh, you know, this is forties Italy. Build post-war a, Italy. A fucking kitchen, Michael. You know. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's old school. You know. But there is a cast. I'm gonna marry too. you, I mean, and then I'm going to hit you. <laughs> That's how that is what it is. I'm going to knock you around. I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. You will be my wife. Rip off to me. You see, no, seriously. That's part of the reason why he wants to go to Sicily is he wants to meet a Sicilian he woman. To hit women? Because, no, because he wants a Sicilian wife and not really an American wife because she would understand his way of life. They understand. Look at all. I got two jars of aioli left. <laughs> when it's so Italian. Touch your mouth. Look in the mouth. The good, beautiful, but virtuous. Mario Brothers. There's people listening to this podcast. Greek than Italian. Those guys are ugly as fuck. Everyone looks like my <laughs> Uncle Albert. <laughs> he's like 43, too. Just <laughs> not, there. He's not really, you know. None of these guys... This is the thing about Hollywood back then. Like, none of all of these leading men, like, even fucking the dude who plays Sonny, like, none of them are handsome. Yeah, I know. I know. They're just, they have like a presence. They're just dudes. <laughs> yeah, which I kind of like, though, like, right? Even, and this is just the time I grow up, even Marlon Brando. Yeah. I don't understand what's so great about him. Oh, oh, well, his acting. There was something visceral and real about his He's acting. This guy there was an emotion. He does. You know, well, well, that's He's the godfather in everything he does. <laughs> well, he also he won an Oscar for playing Stanley Kowalski in Streetcar Named Desire, I think, in '54. He was also in a Guys and Dolls, this which is Streetcar big, you know? Named Desire. But he was, I guess he, I mean, he, talk about a fuck up. Like his, his, he had a kid who murdered someone. 
You know, he had a couple of kids die on he him. He let a Native I mean, American just, accept his Academy Award. I, I guess John Wayne had to be held back. When that like happened? Two, yeah, yeah, he had to be held back. From like two or three guys had to hold. Like he was, he wanted, he wanted to go out there and get the get the Oscar from her. Like it was, a, I guess, I, I don't know what the story is, but I, I like to think it was Brando just giving a fuck you to John Wayne. You know what I mean? Because I guess Brando was like totally like woke. and He was a very much a hippie kind of artisan So guy, was that you know? the thing of her being like, well, I'm do like, well, he was very big into Native American rights. Yeah. Very so much. he probably like, hated those John Ford movies. I don't even know if he was in them or not. No, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. like he didn't like them. Yeah, that like portrayal he was in of the Hollywood West. when. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the 50s. and But he was, his sense of, he's from Omaha, Nebraska. I want to have sex on camera. <laughs> it's weird that he was from like Omaha. But he's. Uh, but I even mean, him, like ugly as fuck. <laughs> but, you know. But, That's the times we live in now. It doesn't matter how good of they would never let Marlon Brando be on camera. Now. Yeah, you, you it ha- doesn't matter how Jonah Hill's a good actor. Yeah, and that motherfucker is has res, been resorted to making his own movies. Yeah, <laughs> they like he, they've Hollywood has said like, wow, you can lose a hundred pounds, bro. You are not a leading man. Yeah, you are fat best yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just you know, some accept that. Just listen. Do it. You know something? It's good you got anything at all, buddy. You can get. I know that, plenty of people who struggle and don't get anything at all. You can get that as many talking right now. tattoos as you want. You can dye your hair pink all you. Well, now he's completely lost his mind if you see Jonah Hill. He's fucking really? completely like he's got like pink spots in his hair. He looks like a fucking hipster leopard. He Weird. wears like fucking basketball shorts and Gucci slides everywhere now. Like he's this total like slacker man. <laughs> uh, my generation did slacker what right? I don't know. It's, it's an overrated way to be. But this is good. You have to meet. You have to court the entire family. They have to screen you. You have you know? to, you have like to meet the terrified daughter. You know who's looking at you with a skeptical eye. Well, she looks know? at life with a skeptical eye because she's grown up in a family <laughs> that is just controlling every decision <laughs> in life. Exactly. Grazie. Not the freest times. You will open it and like it. Grazie. You like it. You like the thing. They're smacking her around. Open it and like it, you bitch. No, they're not going to do that. They're, they're more subdued. I guess in Italy, Italy, it's it's a much, it's a little more subdued. Yeah, it's not but, like American Italians. You know, my friends who've li- I had a buddy who lived in Florence for six months. He said it's you know the Italians aren't like these goombas like you think of in the states. It, it, that, that's what Italians in the states became. Actually, in Italy, there, there's a little bit more class. You know, it, I've never been. I bet you it's beautiful. They're little tiny fucking tables. That's I would be like, have you guys ever thought of getting a bigger table? Well, they don't have they didn't have the access to it. I mean, man. you know what I mean? It's poor. I mean, you there know? is 50 of us you know, sitting at this table. But, but it's 1943 uh, Italy. This is not, you know, you know, I can't just go to the Pier one or whatever. You he know, he could have brought a table. with. You him. see, she liked she liked the gift. You see, she likes the gift. She went to her chest there and show this is like important scene too. She twists her. I just think it'd be hilarious if every time he, the mom he catches her, he catches her. I think it'd be hilarious if every time the mom looked at her, she slapped her in the back of the head. <laughs> just the mom is constantly. They look like they're fucking. That is creepy. Well, no, this is what old school families do in Greece and Italy. Well, the family has to accept you too. It's creepy. 
I don't. I mean, this is the way Family a lot of the world accepting operates. Accepting you is one thing. They shouldn't have to follow you down the street. Well, well, you know, she's virtuous. She's still a virgin. Again, you know, you have to make sure a man isn't run by his passions. He has to be a, a disciplined man, a man know. who can control it. Is like a there's a certain power in that. I don't know. I think you should let your daughter go on a walk by herself every now and again. Every, <laughs> you know, but no, it, it's uh, but it's a different thing. I guess don't the Italians in Italy. Teach, he would you know, teach her too much English. I uh, I've never been to Italy want to go but anyway so we, we've been watching the godfather what else has been in the news should we do a do well, a pivot we got a vp we yeah. got a vp pick i i i, I mean much, it was bland i yeah. i'm not i the anger people have over it is kind of stupid because manufactured who did you think he was gonna pick you know and, and it's just like it's i mean and this is what again and this is kind of the left problem is anybody but elizabeth warren was going to be the wrong choice and there's no way in fuck that he was going to pick elizabeth warren to be his vp uh he he needs to get people of color to come out and vote and the fact that he was the vp for under obama for eight years and has a black vp is going to speak to a lot of people and of what color. people on the hardcore left to. don't realize because they're like she's a cop she puts black people in jail yeah. and middle of the road republicans are being like great well yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, why we're yeah, voting yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah, no, I mean, there's enough in there that can say, okay, we yeah. support that. You know, yeah. No, it's, it's. Uh, listen, uh, you know, Trump knew the candidate who, who the best one had a chance to beat him was uh, was Biden. You know, and, but that's uh, a lot of why I think people, like people who hate Biden, don't understand of like he's this and that, and he's smelled this person's hair. Yeah, but the people you need to vote for him don't give a shit about well, that. Exactly, and it's also it's it's like. <laughs> Why does a why does he have to be why does he or she I should you know don't just generalize it why do you have to be a Christ like figure in the eyes of well, some people I mean, they have to be this perfect figure it you is know? a it's little like, off putting to see you stroke the little hairs on children's legs and shit well he's a fucking video. he doesn't know any better for exactly he's a seventy seven year old man oh no that's you know? what I'm it's saying like you know it's I, just I lean more to that of like he's just an old fuck you know it's not like he's just, just it's more of the same. Now, do you back understand in the day, what you're dealing with here? Now, this back the, in the, now back tr- in the day, yeah. he was probably a little creepy because he know, was because he was smelling people's hair when he had not gray hair. Yeah, well, yeah, when he was in 1984 or something, yeah. you know. I know, but I remember him running in '88, absolutely. But but he, you know, it's just <laughs> the fact is is this Trump Trump has to fucking lose. That that's what has to happen. Trump cannot win again. He cannot be president for eight more years. Too much awful stuff has gone on, and it's like he he cannot be the president again. So, the only uh, uh, Biden was going to have to beat him. That's the only person that can really beat him. You know, Fucking Raiders have lost our Paramount Network plays Indiana Jones movies just on a fucking loop. <laughs> I started watching uh, the the second one uh, just this week for about a half an hour. Watched it. it. It was weird. It was weird watching it. You know, it it was very glossy, like a new gloss to Hollywood was being discovered. By the mid '80s, it was a very glossy movie. Fucking Rush Hour Two. I've never seen this movie. Yeah, I've never seen any of them. You know, it's a good, good thing to talk about politics while we watch this because China's taking over. Yeah, God, is he Chinese? I think Jackie Chan. Yeah, I, I or is he Korean so. or something? I, I might be from Hong Kong, which would mean he'd probably be Chinese. Look, at, there's you our know, hero. I believe, but yeah, with uh, but yeah, we, we got the Godfather too. Godfather one. Oh, I'm, and we're gonna watch that too. But yeah. no, it is yeah, with Camilla with her being the VP. I thought it kind of bland. I thought maybe he was gonna choose someone from a uh, from a battleground state, you know. But he chose to play the race card more. 
What know? if he would have went hard and picked like Buddha Judge or something like that? <laughs> what he's a girl. You see, <laughs> like really bad, like sex. Putting 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 the gay rights movement back like four four steps. Yeah, so now just LBGBT. Ain't he a lady? Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the point is is that you, Trump has to stop. This has to end. It's been five years of hearing his awful voice drone on and on. I always can't forget about that. Five it years. has been five, right? It was June 2015 that he fucking announced his presidency, and he was a fucking media phenomenon. I mean, he, he basically was the president before he was the president. You know, I mean, and the whole stealing and the, and what they did election-wise, my God, it was a... And, and I, I, I mean, obviously, that shit's going to go on again. You know, obviously, there's going to be things... I'd like to think there's some safeguard to it, but I don't think that happened. In the four years that he was president, he wasn't going to put money or I have a commission to, oh, we're going to ensure voting rights. They want to get rid of it. They want to strip it down even further. You know, it's just, oh, man, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's crazy, you know. I mean, I, I I get the whole deregulation argument. I get that there has to be some thought when you do regulation. It has to be mindful, but just eliminating it is not necessarily the solution, you know. It's got to be. They're just thoughtful. like shooting dice. Right, they got like the penny wall. games and well, he's got like he's got a he's got like seven or eight guys blocking them because that's another thing too of the no cell phones is now the mafia like they don't you don't have to just stand there. Yeah, like they'd be yeah. like, go. Yeah, I'll call you. If I need you. Well, no, because they want to make sure he's not oh, going to get shot. Here we go. He's not going to get shot. Oh, Luce. Luce just grabbed There's old him. Lucy Mancini. Yep. Hey, you. Again, with these Italians and just like following people around while well, they Well, they have to do everything. it because it's well, like no, they're, you don't they're need at the, war. They're at war right now. So they're, they're bodyguards. Keith. I feel like the, the Italian culture is just based on figuring out ways where your family could leer at you while you walk with the opposite <laughs> sex. I need to protect him. It's the, we need to get his approval. You know, oh, yeah. Here's here's uh, you just need to figure out. Yeah. She's got giant black eyes. Oof. Got Adrian from Rocky here. Yeah. What's the matter? Huh? Do I need to put my wife beat on? Smart. He tuned her up, dude. It was my fault. Where is it? He bites his fist. <laughs> there are just so many antiquated gestures yeah. throughout this whole I movie. I like it, though. Well, it's the 40s. Well, it's the 70s, but it's the 40s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, oh, God, you know? And you know what's funny? When I was a kid, this movie never... It always seemed weird that, like... Because this doesn't look like the 40s. Like, this looks like the 70s. Oh, uh, yeah, but it just, I never, it always looked weird to me. Like when Michael's in Italy, that's the forties. Yeah. But yeah. here that does not look like the forties. That oh, looks no, like it, some assholes in the seventies. No, 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 no. Th 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 this stu, was but, like the forties and fifties. But as a kid, that's way. how I read it. Yeah. Like no, I was just like, was totally this different. I was just like, this looks like 15 years ago. Being a kid again, and just going into urban America in the seventies felt like entering this dangerous space, you know? I mean, this is this is hilarious. This this, this fight's kind of poorly choreographed. Right here, he doesn't even come close. This next punch. This is this one. There you go. Ah, and it's hit him, he you know? missed the fuck out of him. He has like a foot, and then, then he. They're all just watching he, him. But he does just beat the shit out of he's him. He's holding. Book. He won't like. Why are you holding on to the thing? Well, he's just trying to do something, dude. He doesn't know what to do. How would you really react if someone's kicking the shit out well, of him? I'd there? be trying to run away. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally holding on like a tornado's hitting him. Yeah, he, he he fucking works him over, man. You ever hit my sister again? And I'll kill you. And this is his downfall because people in the neighborhood see this and they know how to get to him. Okay, it's through his sister. That's yeah. his weakness. All you got to do, all you got to do is beat his sister. 
You want to get the Sonny. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. smack his sister. Well, exactly. That, that, that's actually the point. Yeah, that is. I love that. that. That's how he gets it because he, she calls up again saying, hey, he beat me up. And it was. You just uh, have random people knocking on her door and smacking her in the face. Well, it, it, it was a bit Sonny, of. Sonny, six people came by today and hit me in the face. So, no, that that's what. Uh, <laughs> once again, your generation being fucking. Having having watched too much South Park, you know. Crocious, I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> I know, I know. It's on our true. comedy podcast. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm more interested in going into the nuances of The Godfather. I mean, they got married. You see, they got this big. What is not hilarious about. A fully uniformed fucking like they looked like that looked like ABBA walking down the fucking street. I tell you, well, this is this is what it was. This was a you know this is Sicilian wedding. It was ridiculous. <laughs> well, you had like a little naval band and stuff. You know, they had musicians in each town. Like even you know? my dad, they didn't when, have a DJ come when, out and do something. We, well, that's know? dumb too. Weddings <laughs> suck. Yeah, uh, they yeah. shouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even when I would watch this, like, I love this movie and I think it's cool, but my dad, like when these scenes would pop up, he would like, isn't this cool? I'd be like, no, that looks awful. It looks like they're living in caves. Uh, they don't know <laughs> English. Something- Nobody, no one knows English. <laughs> No, I would not want to go to gangster Italy. Yeah, I think uh, Italy is beautiful. I, now I've never it been is. Spain is amazing. Italy 2020, I'm yeah. sure, is great. Yep. But, Spain, man, Spain's great. But I want to go. I want to go back to Spain. I wouldn't want to go to Italy when there's six cars and yeah, yeah, yeah. and this type of shit. You, you got know. fucking. I don't know if he ate consistently. Literally you know has I mean? a goat around his shoulder. Yeah, it's uh, my car. <laughs> See, they're dancing, and this is. I want They're not going to show her breasts. Cause she's nope, the got IFC an amazing, did. yeah, yeah, they did. IFC did. Yep. When he knows it's like the night of us having sex for the first time. IFC you know? is like the movie channel movie. Not, that used to be a theme movie channel. Movie channel. Exactly. That what, used to be the, a theme. You 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 kept your you you were a virgin until well, you got yeah. married. Well, I remember back in the day too. You literally could only wear a white wedding dress if you were a virgin. Yeah. Literal, and now that's just the color. Yeah. It, well, it's just you don't break with it. She's not going to wear something. Yeah. Right also, who's a virgin on their wedding day? Let's be honest. Well, exactly. You. I know. But back then, I think it was an expectation. Even if even if you know, even if you're not an ass virgin. Woman I know is. Uh, is uh, she, she like had Japanese friends? She lived in Italy. Was pay, she was doing? I paint feel work. like they tried to make every pl- centerfold in Playboy look like her from 1972, yeah, or 72 to like yeah to like 76. God, I tell you, finding a Playboy when I was in, like eight, nine, ten years old, that was like finding a piece of gold. That was like it was a treasure. It was a treasure. I mean, it was a. Ama- I mean, I went. They I were bought, on that huge paper. I, remember, I bought. I bought a. I bought a <laughs> size Playboy of a photo album when I was sixteen years. I bought the Madonna Playboy when I Are was. Are they going to blur it or just cut away? Let's see. They're what- going to just cut away. Yeah, uh, exactly. They're going to have young love. You know. Well, she's young. He's pretty old. No, no, he, he's probably in his mid twenties here. That's insane. He looks forty. He's no. He's how uh, old was he in real life? In, oh no, no, he was in his mid twenties here. I bet you. In real life. Yeah, I mean, he's because he's probably mid 70s now. Boy, he was a hard 20. Uh, he uh, he, he also, looked like a grown man. Yeah, he, he was uh, he smoked. He smokes a shitload of cigarettes, man. He's been a smoker for a good 60 years, I think. He, what he became is absolutely insane. And he's all, hey. He looks like a puppet that has just been frayed. He looks like a frayed <laughs> His hair puppet. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's just too much the character. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know that was Al Pacino. Oh, you didn't know? I had no idea. Wow. Because they don't look... If you put See, up I Al Pacino young, now... A young, a young, I remember young and Pacino. And that thing, and you'd be like, that's the same guy. You would be like, what? 
no, I, fucking I, happened. It was weird. His career was weird. in the seventies. Huge actor. Serpico. He was in Dog Day Afternoon, which is great. Uh, above the you know uh, um, uh, uh, above the law, not above the law. No, uh, uh, justice and justice for all. I mean, he was in like major dramas. You know, in the seventies, he he dropped out. Of, I think he was in like two movies in the eighties. He did Scarface and he did a movie called Revolution. I think he did two movies. His comeback was like Sea of Love with Ellen Barkin. That was him making his comeback. And then the, when he became 90s Pacino, uh, we got it was full just on, yelling. We got full-on fucking abuse here. Yeah, yeah. This is a good old, we're going to knock her around. Uh, th- again, this is... You see, this, now, is, what, this is, it, is what second-wave feminism was now fighting the against. Fucking, this is what it was. Now the... You know? uh, the fucking point of the husband is he wants to get in on the mafia, right? Well, he he wants, he wants to, to be get, groomed, then, yeah. But then yes. when he finds out he's not, he turns on, and, and he gets pissed off. Yeah. He thought it was an opportunity, oh, so he's gonna get it. He has his revenge. I love how that. he's like, "I'm gonna get it on your brother's side by beating the shit out of you." He's a freaking street Italian what? dude. I'm a fuck you. I love how they edited it because that's like a he. They threw out a Sicilian slur. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was oh, bamba fuck you. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, so break it all, you. That's it. Break it all, you spoiled guinea brat. Break it all. You can call her a guinea, though. It's <laughs> a nice dinner. Yeah, I'd sit down and eat it. Fuck yeah. See, that's where feminism is different. Now, this wouldn't happen because if a dude was, they should be like, "Fine, get the fuck out of here." Yeah. And, yeah. And. But this is where second wave feminism makes sense. Where they were like, they were sick of getting beat up. There wasn't a bad woman's shelter in the country until the 70s. Women in the 40s and 50s and 60s had nowhere to go. And, and they were getting what did those shit second wave feminists them. do? They were like, we're going to get men to help us. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, well, it's, you know. Well, they want that, though, too, you see. That's also part of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Kill me. Be a murderer like your father. Come on. Yeah. See, that's where a 90s, if this movie was rebooted, she'd slash his fucking throat. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, go ahead. Now I'll kill you. You guinea brat. This mirror doesn't break. I'm so impressed. Yeah. I'm so impressed that that mirror doesn't well, break. He knows what he's doing. He's done it before. I'm going to put turn it down because he fucking wails her with a yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah. He it's beats the good. shit out of her. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I know, I know. See, here, this, this is what happens. This is where Sonny gets tuned up. This is the, this, this is the movie angle. is just four hours of shit shouting. It, it's a, well, it's, it's, I don't understand. You know. Yeah, Connie. Listen, you there. They never really resolve the beating either. Like after Sonny dies, it completely turns to him oh, like oh, oh, momentarily. No, 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 no. It, it gets resolved when he gets killed at the end. Well, no, but that's what killed. I'm saying. Like. It's like they're like, oh, Sonny's dead. Let's forget about our daughter who's being beaten for a little bit. We're going to just toss her to the side. We'll deal with her at the end. Well, well, she gets back together with him, too. But you know? and like, yeah. have someone follow her around every move. I want you following my daughter every step behind her. And if she says something, you kill her. I don't, but I don't, don't worry, we're Italian. That's what we do. We're old school. <laughs> See that? I mean, that, that's like a that's like a sports car. See, era, that's right? you in the video game. Those dudes. Oh, you're, oh, yeah, you're you driving the yep, car. Yep. And if you don't, if you don't stay a certain distance behind him, you fail the mission. Yeah. Like you have to stay. He has to stay like inside of you. Yeah. It's yep. pretty great. It's a great yep. game. He gets tuned up here. I believe it. Also, still the this is like the days when the mob could have like 
choreographed hits where it's like, all right, when he comes up, you're going to drop the change, yeah. Mac. Yeah. And then you're going to fall down and we're going to stand that, that's up. That's what Michael Corleone did. Well, yeah. Do they do that now? No, or now they impulsive. just have people fucking, they strap a fucking drone bomb to something. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You don't, you literally don't have to be there. Yeah. God. You could fucking wire up someone's card. This is where it just, I mean, he gets tuned up. Also, another dramatic thing that I'm, I guarantee you this wouldn't happen. He gets out of his car and like platoons into the bullets. Yeah, yeah. Like, get the fuck out well, of here. Yeah. Well, he was just trying He'd to do something. He'd be long dead. They cut a scene with, they cut a scene. He fucking gets, ah! when he goes on, then they go over one last time and shoot him and then they kick him in the head. Yeah, they, they Swiss cut that cheese scene. him. Yeah. Uh, but that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't get out of your car to like one last yeah, stand. Yeah, you know, you'd be Shut done. Shut the fuck up. You'd be you'd, done in your car. You'd be yeah. dead by the time yeah. you got to the door yeah. to you get know, out you, of the car. Well, yeah, you'd be at your, your steering wheel. You'd still be dead. You'd be dead then because he would have had six bullets hit you, you know? like as a kid i was just like oh god that's how new i knew what type of family i was like my family loved that this these scenes yeah. like the yeah. death scenes in godfather they'd be like look at this yeah well that's why i like it that's great <laughs> i'd be like that's fucking i guess this is what you're instilling in me you know what this is gonna do to me later right but it, but it's just the setup to it, you know. what I mean that there's a there's a tension. But again, see, that's why I have to. I was raised making fun, making jokes because I would be a kid watching this, and my family would be like, "Isn't murder cool? Yeah, like yeah, isn't yeah. this movie so cool?" <laughs> well, the thing about it is, that, like, uh, I, no, it's I, good, but it's not cool. See, for me, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I don't dismiss that. It's a good point. It is, and I can see interpreting it that way. But for me, it's sort of like listening to Richard Pryor's stand-up. I don't, I don't hear the swearing and the cursing. I hear the story behind it. Well, Richard Pryor is great. For me, watching The Godfather, I don't think of the violence. Yes, it's something, but I think of the subtext of what's going on that but makes I don't that even, violence I don't even care about the violence. I just think it's lame to think this shit is cool. Like, well, the, the don't you think it. it's cool how they're all old and Italian and fucking <laughs> they don't and they're not modern at all? Isn't that fucking cool? No. It would be annoying to live with those people. <laughs> Trump's brother died. What? Ooh, ooh. Uh, that's going to add a little dimension. Yeah. So Trump had his brother murdered live on the podcast. He probably has no sense of connection to him because he's so fucked up. I saw Mary Trump's interview. You know, she wrote that the book a couple months ago that came out on George Stephanopoulos for an hour. I watched the extended interview. And for an hour, for it to grip me, it's like, it's pretty good. She, I mean, she's a, you know, she's a therapist. So she's gone through her yeah. work and she just was just very like, and, and Stephen Lafos asked very poignant, smart questions, you know, and she was just able to kind of, I think, psychologically really explain him and just basically saying he's very much the result and basically saying yeah. her, his father, Fred Trump was, well, a she was able to say whatever she's not under NDA to say. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they go into that. They talk about that too. And she's like, well, yeah, I'm in retrospect. I probably shouldn't have signed that, but these are the things I can talk. She was very measured in her responses. You know, it was well, very mindful. I can't mindful. really talk about the Nazi memorabilia because that's under NDA. So I'm going to stop there. But, but, but she was just like, his, his middle re- name is actually Zig Heil. <laughs> well, she was also like, listen, he, uh, you know, it, it, what she went off on, on the bat, she started with his putting children in cages was really an abomination to her, very offensive to her, you know. Also, the travel ban, I think, was offensive to her very much so. She said that his response to Charlottesville was very bad, Yeah, you know. Uh, so she'd be like, and he has a smelly groin area. Well, and they, they go into, like, just his, 
you know, he, he has a very narrow band of emotions. He's just got a very narrow band of emotions. He doesn't have a full experience, you know, so, and that's very much a result of I his I have father, a very full experience. You know, of just like, it's just basically, you know, he can't, you know, they can't deal with like pain or hurt or sadness, like the kind of the whole range of feelings. He just doesn't really have that capacity, she says, and, and, that, and that's really a problem for him. You know, it's an issue. You know, it's like a, it affects his decision making and his choices, you know. So what I worry about is that if he loses in a resounding fashion, if he does lose, I said this before, you know, sexual sadism is sort of his yeah. clinical diagnosis. He likes, cho- he likes the old choke fuck. But, and I think that when those people, when they tend to get caught doing what they do, they have one last like sort of a, a, a lash out. They lash out, and that's where it's ugly, you know. Trump's like, "Oh, I lash out, baby." Well, or just like I like getting lashed out. I got you caught me. Okay, fuck it. I'm gonna do this. It's like, fuck it. I want. I want to push the button. I don't See, think that's, that's all happen. you got to do. Instead of like banning him whenever he does something bad, just call him a bad little boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a yeah, bad little boy. That, yeah, that oh level. yeah, tell me I'm bad. <laughs> You gonna take me into the office? It'll, it'll, it'll have the wrong impact. He'll go that direction with he'll the start, versus like he'll just start, I'm a little boy. He'll just start jizzing all over the fucking. <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah, I'm bad. Oh, what a creep! What a creep! My pants balloon up. It's great. I remember thinking he was a creep when I was like 15. I was like, this guy. He's is looked such the a... same for 50 years. Although he's, you look at he's him now. Aged, he's aged, yeah. But in general, he kind of like he's tried to keep that same look with well, his hair and his suits. Here's the thing: the presidency usually ages people. It like. Blo- bloated it him. It bloated him, yeah, because I think he was eating a lot of Big Macs. Oh, dude, he, that's probably all. Oh. He just eats nothing but stress meals. Oh, God. He's probably just makes, he get. there's probably a McDonald's in the White House. He makes, like, he gets a double quarter pounder. He puts a McFish patty yep. between it. Yep. He gets a McChicken patty. He puts it on there, and then yep. I put the fries on top, and I make a little fry yep. sandwich, and then I eat the whole thing, and I don't fuck my wife because I've yeah. never have. Or I can't get it up anymore. Who knows? Well, she probably refuses this to have sex moment. with him. This is a key she moment. She probably refuses yeah. to have sex with him. I, I and knows? she's just like, I, re- I will never touch you, and if you make me, I will tell people all the children you've murdered. <laughs> oh, God. he's Well, he's certainly a rapist. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, the rape is definitely the thing he's done. She's like, that. I'll tell who you raped, including me. Oh. <laughs> I got an um, ascot bandage. Everyone seems to know. I didn't tell Mama anything. I look like I look sick. I just got done playing. Tom Hagen's bitch ass. But you had to have a drink, cause your nerves. He looks like he just got done playing like nine jazz piano shows back to back. Everyone knows the scene, Crow. No, no, we got draw. This is a very well-known movie. You are a classic yeah, male so of like telling people about He's the Godfather dead. and they're like, I know, dude. No, like, no, but you don't understand. This know, movie's on seven oh, so times bad. a year. It's so, it's so bad. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this movie's on yeah. every day. It's not on every day. <laughs> but, now, but now they're, they're cranking it out. This sucks. Only in the causeway. You see? The, He's human. He's human. This murderer is a human. Uncle, he has tears. This, this is Oscar worthy. Put your face oh, mask no on. No acts of vengeance. I want you to arrange a meeting with the heads of the five families. This war stops now. Now make me food. I'm hungry. You know, fucking Tom Hagen. See, this is where, you know. He, he essentially fired Tom. 
well, before this. It, 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 it was Michael Corleone taking over was pushing Tom to the side. Yeah. First of all, Tom, you're Irish. You're you're the Joe Pesci. Well, his in this story, group. his story is that he well, his no, dad took him in, right? Yeah. yeah, his dad took him in because he was literally a street kid living like in a foyer way when he was like eight years old, and Sonny Corleone took a, a no, liking to him. No, but in Goodfellas, him. isn't Joe Pesci not Irish? No, 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 no. <clears throat> Joe Pesci is 100 percent Sicilian. It, it, it's De Niro that's half Irish. He's Jimmy Conway. He's Irish as is Ray Liotta's character. They're both yeah. half Irish. Because that's like the big thing of like they got that made. That Irish Italian is a good scumbag. Because that was a big deal because they got made and they weren't full-blooded Italians, right? Well, they weren't made. They, they weren't made. Pesci gets made, but they shoot him. Yeah, they shoot him in the back of the head. Because, like he, a, because he was such a bastard. You know, they just, you know, they, they couldn't have that happen. Because he's Joe Pesci. You know, and here, he here's plays Joe Pesci scene. and everything. Here's the scene where, uh, you know, the guy, the undertaker, Don, the opening scene. We are going to force you. This is the you, opening scene in the, in, the, in the movie. We're going to force you to bury a corpse for free. And if you do not, we will kill you. My friend, can you do me this service? See, that's what I like. I don't, I like and don't like about the mafia is they guise it and like, you just got to like, become friends with them and they'll do favors but really they're saying if you don't do us this favor yeah we'll kill you yeah we'll take you down yeah so I mean, they're not nice people oh no 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 it, it, it's a it's a line that i mean yeah no it's it's a line here's why my family liked them they're white yeah yeah if this movie was new jack city yeah yeah which be, is oh, the same the, concept yeah exactly exactly it's they're white yeah, <laughs> it's a bunch of white guys who look like my uncle Frank. Yeah, because they because at one time, you know, at that time you were the poor people. So you were a criminal. You're a little more prone to criminal activity. It, to me, it shoots a hole in the whole like moral theory of crime. There's obviously a major socioeconomic component to creating criminals. You know, like, that's not acknowledged in this country. Look how they massacre my boy. Like I've done to so many people. I've killed people I, in, an exactly. in an identical situation. <laughs> I've killed it exactly. But but he's a human. You you sense his pain. Hence, and hence the Oscar. <laughs> and I will do it again. I will kill someone else's son in an identical manner and not shed a tear. You know? <laughs> but now I'm upset. This is she's a pretty woman. I'm she? She's very pretty. Yeah. Very naturally beautiful. Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> That's how I say the days of the week in my head. Every day. Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday. There's a little fucking little tiny Italian boys wire up the car. Yep. It's a very modern way to kill a lady <clears throat> in these times. The car bomb was probably like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. These this is some Irish. This is some the mixed Irish, shit right yeah, here. The Irish car bomb <laughs> in the 70s. That was huge. Cars got. I remember being a kid, dude, being a kid in the 70s, and you heard about mob, like mob killings. It'd be a, a common so thing on the, on the news. There'd always be a car, a car bombings would come up. In the 70s, it was still a real thing. Uh, Michael, as you know, I am made of gravy. Uh, uh, I've uh, been, Reagan's I'm, election was key because Reagan was when the mafia went Republican as opposed to being Democrat. You well, know? yeah, because they realize, oh, we can own businesses. Yeah, and, and you know, it's they, they that was a, a a change in the uh, in the culture. Also, a response to the race thing. What's wrong? So in America, bad news. San Diego. Do Fred Santino. The translations are hilarious because nobody would speak to another human being that way. What happened? Your brother Santino. They killed him. <laughs> He he's he dead is, like that just doesn't. You'd be like, oh man, your brother, 
sorry to say, like it, it would just come out more casual than that. Yeah. I love the translations of foreign language because it's yeah. never exact. Yep. Michael, I am so sorry to tell you <laughs> your brother is dead. Yeah. yeah, Santino. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have killed him. Yeah, it's not colloquial. Like, what? Do you, you don't yeah. talk to people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good afternoon, Michael. It is so good to see you. Yeah, I have terrible news. Yep. What the fuck kind of shit is I, that? I wonder if my <laughs> script's that way. I, I, we're at a key point in it, man. We're, 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 getting, we're getting our table read. Well, that's why table reads are key because. Yep. Then you get the idea of like, okay, what does it sound like? Does it yep. sound ridiculous when people say this shit? Yep. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> My main thing is I want to hear how it flows. Even with stand-up, I found like I'll write jokes that I, when I'm writing it, I'm like, this is a great fucking joke. Yep. And even on paper, it might be a good joke. And then you get yep. on stage and say it and you're like, that's not funny at all. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. The premise doesn't make sense with the like. That's not funny at all. What the fuck was I thinking? That's the working out process. You have to just because odds are, if it was funny the first time you thought it, there's a kernel of humor in it. There's some humor, but it's that refining process. The worst you know? too is when you try out the joke and not only does it not work, but you get the audible like, what? Yeah. Oh. 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 Like when they oh. so don't get it and they're yeah. like, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that 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 that's a that's a bad moment. Yeah, oh, I've done that a lot. I, I haven't had that as much. I haven't had that as much. I've I've certainly had dead silence. <laughs> I know I know that feeling absolutely. Well, also, and that's what I've noticed about the L.A. silence is there is a contingency of like they just aren't going to laugh. They don't want to laugh. It like yeah. I've had yeah sets where I thought I bombed, and then multiple people have been like, "No, those were really good jokes." Like yeah, they just didn't laugh. Yeah, I know it's. Because it's just so people, again, people just get so upset when it's not them getting picked. This is such a city of like, yeah. it's I'm getting picked this time, right? I'm getting picked. And then if they don't get picked, they're just yeah. kind of, they fold their arms yeah. and they don't pay attention or they actively like, even if they think it's funny, they're like, well, fuck this person. I think I've told you, and, and this is my, my feeling moving out here, why I moved out here. Been a year and a half now, you know, uh, you know, I came out here for a purpose you know, and, uh, to kick ass, but, 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 but it's gotta be, I have to get some feedback. I have to get, uh, I think you got to yeah. win just because multiple professional writers have told you that you have a good idea. I've heard that exactly. It's like, what have we done with that? I can tell you this much. I feel like we've improved it. It's definitely gotten much better. At the better. very least though, Crow, I think your even, even your loss would be giving this idea to someone else and just being yeah, like, Hey, yeah. here you do. If you can do it better, just fucking no, I mean, cut me in on it or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the only way I do that is if I, okay, they like it so much. They just say, okay, here's a boatload of money, but I, that's not going to happen. Uh, this, we're, we're literally, we have, we have six actors lined up for our table read. We're going to do, we got to get like two or three more. I'm tapping into my, uh, my writing partners, uh, local theater connections in Chicago for that. He's got a lot of, he's done a bunch of plays over the past six or seven years. So he's made a bunch of actor friends. So, and we've been working on this script and it's also, like I said too, and that's where I think everyone has a hard time of thinking with the new times is you can just make this yourself. Well, that's another thing. I've like actually, you don't have to get like, it doesn't have to get picked up by anybody. Yeah. You I, can make the whole show and then people will be like, oh no, this is good. What I thought and about then it that gets too. Or, YouTube, you can make it a YouTube channel or, and then, or, or, or make it a, um, you know, make a six or eight minute clip just to have, just to show. Here's well, that's a lot of what be, people you know? do now. Like the comedian Shane Gillis did a little 13 minute sitcom pilot about yep. a tire shop. 
and he put it on YouTube and it got like 130,000 views. And yeah. then he said, he was like, I want this to get a lot of views so I could show it at a meeting and say, Hey, yep. this 13 minute clip got 200,000 yep. views. So yeah. Yeah. I figure if you extend it, like that's a good thing to show. Yeah. Like yep. you almost want to show someone a finished product instead of being like, I got this great script. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they're just like, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have maybe something a little more dynamic. Again, this will all be a, a learning exercise for me, you know, but again, I'm also, I said this before, I actually do have a bit of a short life, a bit of a short time period in the sense of, you know, I'm in my 50s for Christ's sake. I can't just dilly-dally and fuck around for uh, five 50s years. 50 you know the I mean? new 30, Crocious. So it is, I feel like there has to be some positive feedback, you know, uh, relatively soon in the process if I actually do it, you know. Um, again, I think it's an easy place to get discouraged in, but hopefully She's I have reading about Chicago. You know. Oh, is, is that Kelly Howard? Yeah. Which one is she again? She's that one. Oh, talking. on the far right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which one is she? Yeah, that's oh, her right there. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was a horrible way of saying it. But what, I well, mean, she's looked like eight different people well, exactly. her whole I, career. I know. She I, had I short can't. hair, and then like she's also gone through different. Like when she first started doing comedy, she was short haired, crack baby. Yeah. From Harvey, my parents sold crack. My kids are crack babies. Yeah. That type of shit. And then now she's. I married an Asian guy. I have like I'm a I'm a gold digger. Kids, my kids are crazy. Like she totally transitioned personality. She got the she put the fake hair in. Isn't that amazing to to be able to like like there is a there is an intelligence in that. I'm gonna figure out what that what they need from me. You know what the, what yeah. do they need from me, and I will tailor it to that. And now she's hugging. As now to she's like, hugging her girls in the yep. Humera commercial. Yeah, directed so, by Ron Irvin. Oh, really? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe. I was like, really? You caught my attention with that uh, one. Oh, that's great. Ron Irvin looking like powder and shit. It, yeah, it's it's a little bit I got to say, I made this proclamation today. I don't trust people who are bald and not really bald. Yeah. Like, if you shave your head, you're either an asshole, a pedophile, yeah. or you like, like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have hair. Why would you not want it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> even if you're like balding i'll accept it but like yeah. people who got full heads of hair and they shave it yeah and like tattoo their skull like what's wrong with you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's a weird choice huh? you know and the, well and then even like ron irvin did it and like he looked like he shaved his eyebrows. Like he looks yeah. like he has no hair on his body. He looks I like thought the, he was a cancer. He looks patient. like Judge Holden and fucking the <laughs> in Blood Meridian. No. <laughs> Sorry, I think we could we get together the five families. Uh, we're just old school Italians, you know. In the what book, even it's a is opium? Too. I've never seen opium in my life. Italian <laughs> lost the sun. They just invented this jazz music. Yeah. It's the the music of the mongrels. Wait, what are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, wrong meeting. <laughs> yeah, Italians, not good on the race no. issue. A lot of Italians, not good on the race no. issue. You know, they uh, were cool with their cousin fucking each cousins fucking each other in the third one. Yeah, yeah, they were cool with that. In fact, it would have given them an heir. He had all the judges and politicians in his pocket. Exactly. He refused to share them. 
in the book they go into it like, all when, their sub stories they didn't invite people from chicago they talk about it specifically because chicago is so out of control they couldn't control it. they didn't even invite where, them to this where, meeting. where'd your mustache come from <laughs> you didn't have a mustache when this meeting started <laughs> oh someone came in and penciled it on <laughs> oh it's going to the right. it's very nice i mean it's not like gambling or liquor even women which you is know, something that most people those are want all pure rackets. <laughs> when you get women addicted to drugs and, <laughs> and you make them sell their body, body. <laughs> these are very uh, virtuous <laughs> laws but, but, to but, break. But that's <laughs> we're great people. Isn't this so cool? But it exists. This is the reason why it's interesting is that it exists. You know, Kennedy was right, man. Wiping the country was off. mobbed up in the fifties and sixties, man. It was mobbed. Kennedy was up. right to get rid of these people. Well, they went after a lot of them. I mean, the, the, I guess those like trials in the 50s Dude. were like 50 million people watched we'll that We'll have shit. to watch some of that. You'll have to watch that on Netflix. There's this thing called, it's called uh, Ma- The Mafia in the 80s, New York's War on Crime. Yeah, and I've, I've seen part, I've seen good chunks. And it's all just young that. young Giuliani being like, is, is, is organized <laughs> crime is what it'll do, what, what it'll do to this country if it's left in a little. Well, what's so amazing is that he walked that line because then he's actually helping the biggest organized criminal, which Donald is Trump. Trump. You know, it's just like, it just shows that blurred line between illegal and legal. You know, if you want to romanticize this, listen, these guys are sociopaths. They're murderers. They've murdered people at that table have murdered 50 people by themselves alone, just themselves, you know, let alone their entire capo regimes. You know, <laughs> after we've settled this, we can all go home and hit our wives. <laughs> I got my well, that was always the rumor about Blackhawk games. You know, this Blackhawk games what? they'd have them on TV on Friday because they, they wanted to do it Saturday, at WGM, but. But but the uh, the mob guys didn't want him to have uh, uh, a TV on Friday for games because they bring their girlfriends to the to the hockey game on Fridays and they're afraid of being on TV. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> That's one of the rumors as to why. Because remember the Hawks? They were never on WG. You have a perfect audience. Well, they were never on WGN. I think you know? the real reason is because Wirtz thought it. Uh, it was a slight to the season ticket holders. God, that that's such an old-fashioned way of thinking. That they we, God, that's so that basically dumb. we're only going to show our away games on TV because those are the only ones you need to see. If you yeah. want to see a home game, come, you come to, the, to game. the stadium. No, you build a fan base by having it on TV. Fuck a fan base. You yeah. build a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You show your shit on TV yep. so then people in Oregon can watch Blackhawk games. They didn't realize that, It, it would be one thing if this was the 60s yeah, this is the early two thousands. Yeah, that yeah. they had this mentality. Yeah, no, exactly. I know there I were know. regional sports networks. Yeah. that he was just like, no, it's not fair to the season ticket holders. I know thirteen hundred people go to the game. I know. <laughs> you get, to be that short sighted. That's what that's what baseball owners thought that way in the twenties. And they were smart enough to realize, oh, with radio, because why would they come to the game? They can listen to oh, it. Oh, and then even... It, it creates more of a buzz. And then even now they think backwards where they think like, oh, our TV audience is huge. We're going to get one network to do all this. In the 20s, they the roof of Wrigley Field was just covered with radio. Like there were people sitting on the roof with radio mics. Yeah, yeah. They let every radio station broadcast yeah. Cub games. Yeah, yeah, and be, it's because of that that people in fucking Scottsdale, oh. Arizona, are Cubs fans. Well, absolutely. I mean, in Iowa, I mean, all across the, the, the. I mean, WGM being on cable was huge. That being part of the basic cable package in the early mid '80s, and the '84 Cubs, boy, they were national. They were a national team at that point. I mean, WGM was a successful network. You know, for it's crazy. You know, thinking about that, it's crazy. You know, yes, you know. 
That, that's what that's but what I'm Papa Bear has. I want to break the peace we've made here today. When my kid turns eighteen, you can get him addicted to opium. He was moved by his speech. Also, do you know what's one? And this is just from me seeing Goodfellas and Casino. When I was a kid, I didn't, without being told, I couldn't tell you who, like, just looking, who do you think the most powerful men in that room yeah, are? Yeah. I'd be like, well, they all look like old, blithering men. <laughs> so none of them really look. Like, really, if you would have asked me point blank, Michael Corleone looks the most powerful in this whole movie. First of all, yeah. he's not 87 years old. Yeah. Uh, he probably is fucking not that racist. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just so clear that these are all just all out of touch old men. Yeah. Well, again, well, that's also, but that, that's also and the that, subtext. Even Sonny and all his brothers of like, you guys are all old fucking men. That is the subtext. The mob is, is modernizing when Michael Corleone takes over. It becomes a different thing. And that's expressed very clearly. I would imagine in, in a modernized version of this would be Sonny and everyone telling Michael stuff <laughs> and him just going, what? <laughs> Why would you do it like that? <laughs> Why are we sending fish to people every time we kill people? This is dumb. That's We're what you do, man. Buying fish every time we murder somebody. This is completely not economical. But it's old and Italian, isn't it cool? No, it's not cool. Nothing you go. do is cool. This is when he see he's, he's got to come get the he's got to Americanize things now. And he forges their merit their wedding on a lie. You know. That's what's good about this, these subtexts, man. Where are you going, Michael? You look like Jack the Ripper. So where are we at time-wise? Oh, we're at an hour 18. Yeah, yeah take yeah, a break. Take a break. You want to We're back. Hello, Larry. We're here. Uh, we're here for the second half. Welcome back. We're going to watch. I came up with the idea because I was getting, I, you can tell I'm getting middle-aged because I had that sure. and I felt so ashamed, <laughs> at least in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm getting into the thirties enough where I yeah. actually missed my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking about when I'd be watching TV and the OJ trial <laughs> would come on and like just feeling the true disappointment when like oh i can't watch that like yeah. i just missed that 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 was my only worry back then yeah 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 <laughs> that like fuck i can't watch power rangers <laughs> there's so much more things to worry about in life oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah there's it, i i wonder you see i'm at the age now keith where i still think i'm i'm pretty sharp i think i'm with it enough you know uh, i haven't totally lost it but i'm beginning to see that i i am older I'm, I'm older just gonna in the put work this world. For background. And uh, I'm older. Is that real? Is that real, Perlman? Oh no, it's a guy. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was a young, flat-chested, real Perlman. Seventies and eighties commercials. Yeah, had a lot of songs and commercials. Yep. A lot of jingles. Yep. New Incredible Popping Bubblegum. God, I remember that, man. When that first came out, that was the rumor that Lou Ferrigno, when I was like eight years old, he died, he drank a Coke while eating that, and it blew up his stomach. See, Fruity Pebbles commercials got stayed the same, but they got more elaborate. Yeah. Like, they'd have them doing the Olympics and shit. Like, the shit they had them doing were these big, grandiose things. Because this is a little more dynamic for animation back then. <clears throat> well, and it, what it got you know? to be, I don't know if this always was, it was always how they made the pebbles. 
like they, when I was a kid, they'd be in the big pebble factory. They'd be crushing the stones <laughs> yeah, and shit. Yeah. Look God. at John Goodman. I haven't bought a box of cereal in a year. Ooh. Ooh. This it's looks so like a fucking back-to-school special here. Not a long time ago. Andy Warhol directed this. That's his can of soup that they're eating from. What the hell is this? This is a little sexy. When you poured water on it, it, it sounds it like sex. This looks disgusting. I gotta show is this a horror movie? Like nothing the world has ever known before. When you ate it, I don't know. I don't even know what the fucking product is. Yeah, what is this? It's sensibilities are bizarre. I think it's like a slushy. In honor of that very extraordinary experience, we call this soft drink. You eat with a spoon. Chills and thrills. So it's that went soda nowhere. Man. So the first I have no memory of that at all. The first soft drink you eat with a spoon. Yeah, like a, like I a sherbet thing. Bird I guess. At Hardy's. That just seems like something a poor kid that would eat curdled milk. And what? he was like, I grew up doing this, so now I'm going to make other people do it. Yeah. Was it Damarera? Oh, like I remember these. I remember these glasses. My stepdad had those. Yeah. He had that, that was like fancy. <laughs> to get a 49 cent glass. Do you know how budget that is? <laughs> That's so white trash. Oh, absolutely. Hardee's. Here we'll Based skip ahead. Chicago Corporation. This is 43 minutes. Sarah Lee, I worked there as an intern in 1992. No not shit. As an intern, as a uh, temp for like five weeks. My very first job in Chicago. It's making like eight bucks an hour, which is actually not that. They bad. always involved a grandma at some point yeah. in these commercials. Well, because they're non-threatening. Everyone likes their grandma. Yeah. That's why O.J. Simpson. You saw that in Made in America when he was the first literally black spokesperson for you know, for Hertz. That 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 made him his made his career really Hertz did. And that 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 old lady is like, run, OJ, run, because it was it was softening his image. You know, he you can trust him. He's a black guy you can trust. Dude, you know? is that dude? People were so let down by him, huh? Ooh. When he murdered his wife. Well, I mean, I mean, he was not allegedly. He, he wasn't a. <laughs> I think you have to he say that legally. Star. He, he he wasn't a huge star. What the fuck uh, is this? Did you want this turtle toy? No. Were you a toy kid? Yeah, I definitely like Star the Star Wars toys. Absolutely. What about G.I. Joe's? Yeah, G.I. Joe's too. The Adventure People? I was a big <laughs> fan of the Adventure People. I'd put them on like boats and stuff. We'd float down rivers. There'd be these like, you know, experiences like that. What about that, Texaco you know? Gas? Were you big into Texaco Gas here? With I this, remember with Texaco. This commercial I remember fucking Texaco, yeah. Float your fucking boat with this get Adam Crocius's blood pumping here? Well, I mean, Texaco was more of a southern company. You know, but Look they, at that but they had their, I mean, yeah, no kidding. Uh, suburbanization has occurred. Uh, the 60s and 70s have go. occurred. Move to the suburbs, white man. Eye drops here. That, that's all part of the. Clear my eyes. The problem is getting. Whenever I smoke a joint. In. Whenever I smoke weed that I bought for five dollars a pound, <laughs> yeah, I remember like a quarter ounce. You know what a quarter ounce was? Ten dollars. I remember being twenty bucks. Yeah, 20 my dad bucks. said he used to get an ounce for like forty-five dollars. Yeah, I. But I. Didn't, and that was probably like, "Ooh, are you kidding me, Mac?" Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 betting me over a barrel. I ain't paying fifty cents for no coke. Yep. On the drive. Ed Asner driving a fucking car. Yep. Here we'll go a little bit into the future. Here. Absolutely. Fresca. Ah, oh, that was such a cheap, shitty drink too. 
Da Daddy Crisp? It looks like Dennis Leary. Who the fuck is that? Is that Tom Waits? It looks like it's some... This was a West Coast commercial. Who was Daddy Crisp? Think of how crazy 70s L.A. must have been. If you love your daddy, <laughs> you know? Daddy I mean, Coke really becoming popular. I mean, ugh. Then you see actors. Here we go. This is more modern. See, Pepsi. Yep. Pepsi was ahead of the curve. You got the quality. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Yep. There's still a song, but it's filmed pretty good, edited pretty well. It's tight. I love how we're critiquing Pepsi. <laughs> They're doing good. They're doing good work. But they are. Got that ginger failing right there. That sounded like the Folgers commercial a little bit. Here we go. When you're hungry for really good candy, there's nothing like the great taste. Who puts candy in a drawer? Crispy, crunchy, a creep. Toffee. A pedo. Well, it's, it's, crystal it's hid from him. It's, it's hid from him. You see, it's a secret vice. It's a secret vice. Lots of great chocolate-covered crunches in every bite, and that means it's impossible. Look at that old steel mill house that they live in. Yep, absolutely. That is a gravy boat fucking meatloaf household right there. You know, my kid, I I gotta sneak his candy bars. You know, cause I like to get candy at night, two in the morning. I get down there. He busts me the little shit. You know. Got broads, seven up now. See the soda, the the soft drinks knew what made America yeah, tick. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were very much in the beverage kind of alcohol world. Too, Sugar you know was I mean? on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was a little bit more down that path. I mean, There's a lot of crossover in that corporate ownership and structure. You know, I mean, it's, it gave a lot of constellation brands. They they own like Corona, and I think they own a couple of soft drinks too. We're back on Hardee's. <sighs> I remember Hard. You know what I liked about Hardee's? Uh, the, the mushroom Swiss burger was good. They had a good mushroom Swiss burger. That was like, I felt like I was eating fine dining when I had the Hardee's mushroom Swiss burger. When I was like 14, 15. But I, I'll be honest, I was never a junk food guy. It was not really raised. Yeah, you family. said your family was very anti-shit. Well, right? I mean, you know, I occasionally, my dad would bring me to McDonald's every once in a while, and that was a treat when I was like 10. See, the know? dollar menu became a thing when yeah, I was a kid, exactly. so it was very much on, like, it 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 was unhealthy, but my parents were psyched about it. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. $6 and we can feed the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, it's and they, we used to do dollar bad double food. cheeseburgers. Such bad food. Such bad food. Your mother didn't tell me that. Eckridge smoked sausage. Only selected cuts of meat and our special blend of seasoning. You know. You can taste the difference. Mm, that's Eckridge. Mm, I want a divorce. <laughs> Like, That's like porn that. acting. <laughs> like Somebody 70s porn. Which I think Dirk Diggler comes out in this scene, yeah. right? There's kind of the sausage motif. Look, that other one was a vag, totally. <laughs> I remember this commercial. Yeah. Because I like. Was this a fucking. Did fucking Hanna Barbera make this yeah, commercial? Yeah, it, it, it's certainly like. It's in that camp. I'm sure it was someone on Sepulveda Boulevard or whatever. He's you know? trying to dig to Tasty Town. Doing coke and just making this shit up, you know? The cartoon doesn't match the popcorn, I gotta say. God, this is a storyline. There's an arc. 
This is taking yeah, a while, isn't it? Believe this, right? This is a very <laughs> long commercial. Now, for your punishment, you'll watch us eat. Laugh it up, pour the milk on your King Vitaman. <laughs> not me. It's trying to be humorous and absurd. But it's kind of falling short. King fall Vitaman, new from Quaker. Falling short, though. Falling short. Not a popular brand of a, of a cereal. I, you know what my go-to cereal was? Golden what? Grams. That's a good one. Golden Grams is a go-to for me. Did they it? have, what else was the big cereal? Did they have tricks? Were you a oh, part yeah. of the big contest? My mom said there was a contest to see if they would let the rabbit have fucking cereal. <laughs> and people were like, no. Yeah, I felt so uh, bad when my mom told me that I almost cried. <laughs> like, really? You guys did the rabbit that dirty? <laughs> this looks like Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. No, this is... This was a big commercial. This is a famous commercial. The last scene of uh, Mad Men is this commercial. Because this was all still to the Ooh, 70s. It sounds like a Beatles This used song, to be a real man. commercial until the, until the mid-late 70s. See, that's the Even Burger King logo of my made. childhood. That Burger King logo is the kit, the one from my childhood. Let's go. Let's oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll show it again. Your kids can have this colorful, cuddly Burger King doll. See it? Free when you buy a book of 10 gift certificates for $5. You bet your ass I was a part of the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fucking Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Wake up. I can't wait till we get to the 90s commercials, because just to see the difference in lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like more my choice. Is he going to find a gun and blow his head off? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's his gift certificate. You get gift certificates to McDonald's. That's what you gave your kids for Christmas sometimes. My, I got those. I got my a few sister of those. got stock in Disney for Christmas one year. That's not a bad. It's like I got stock in Kmart. It's like penny stocks or something like yeah. that. It's nothing. My but my stepfather was like he bought me two shares in Kmart and said you should watch the stock market. That was his way of like planting his Jewish seed in my mind, which was smart actually. It was smart having awareness of uh, of finance and how it works. Hence the trade the career I have now, which has moved like Kmart stock. It's he gone nowhere. It. They got destroyed by Walmart. He left it for Santa. Yep, I remember this commercial absolutely. I remember that commercial. That See was now we're getting into one. the heavy corp here. Yep. Heavy corp commercials. My this kid is dumb. This is when you know they got real children. Because that kid was like, My official heroes are Spider Man and Superman. <laughs> yeah. They even come out heroes against warm water. Now they would get fucking Haley Joel Osment. That's a little sensual right yeah, there. Get that bit, off yeah, of her. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a little what the fuck? Underoos. If, if you had underoos. I had underoos. That, uh, that was a, a dividing line of who was cool as a kid and who was not. Not having underoos. I didn't have underoos. And that for that reason, I was actually cool. Even though I'm a nerd and I'm a dork. Uh, I was. Oh, I, I, was I thought, thought you were going to say underoos were cool because I, I had underoos. No, underoos. Like if you had underoos when I was a kid, you were a dork. Oh, like that, no. that, that was a bright line. Doggy, I that had... That was a bright line. Mine were white with a red band, and oh. they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all over it. Yeah, underoos. Un if you had underoos, I was like... I remember making fun of underoos when Dude, I was a Dude, check kid. this out. Do you want to know something? I can't wait to tell you this. Yeah. They have underoos for adults now. There's oh a company God. that has, like, hipster underoos. Jesus Christ. What is going on? <laughs> what are you trying to capture? It's okay you're getting older. Uh, Live in reality for a little while. I get it. I'm Mr. Nostalgia. We're I'm doing Mr. it now. Nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. 
But come on, I also have a real life that I'm existing in now. See, this is why I want to get the let's let's get more into because you said we let's get more into the Kamala thing. We didn't touch on it during exactly because I I, Kamala. We should take this time to get better at saying her name properly. I know, and I I felt bad about that. It's Kamala, right? Is that right? So, give you. What do you think is? Do you think it's a good pick? And what do you think it means for the current? Because I think as of right now, he's still losing. I think Joe Biden could pick. Literally, his. When you say I think he, he, you mean Trump? Yeah, yeah, I think Joe Biden could literally just show his Alzheimer's medication and be like, "This is my vice president," and yeah. shake it. Yeah, and that would be enough for me. Yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, there's no doubt Trump is facing a lot of headwind, and he knows it. So that's why he's pulling out the stops with the, with the defunding the the whatever he's doing defunding beach nut backy. But, but, but they're stopped. Yeah. Well, Burger how, King always went to an urban how crowd. Black that guy is. I know. Yeah. They, they weren't going to mess around, man. They were going to go. Yep. We're urban. That's what they're going to do. We're staying on yeah, topic. Exactly. I just want to. I get to hear you saying. Yeah, blood. What is this? Cooley High? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. This is great. <laughs> Ooh, they turned into the Supremes. This Tana Ross. Look at this shit. It's actually pretty good, though. All right. All right was always a good 70. Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> all so back right. to Kamala, back to Kamala. As a pick, I think it's, uh, I think you're right. I think Biden just has to be upright and not fuck up too much, and he should be able to win. Trump knows he's up against it. His first big move, of course, is uh, he wants to stop the funding for the, for the uh, post office. Oh, right? light bright. Uh, yeah, light bright was huge. But I think Camilla, uh, Kamala is a, um, is a safe pick for Biden. They'll portray her as out of touch, San Francisco. Uh, you know, they're doing birther things again with her. They're getting that out. That, that, that's been put out. But I, I think that's their old bag of tricks. I don't think it's going to work as good this time. I think the Black Lives Matter thing is a, is a big deal. You know, and I think it's having a, an impact on people. Some are going to, like, I think, dig in more. But I think there's enough people of good faith, I'm hoping, who realize there's got to be some sort of reckoning or some discuss, like an honest discussion about this. Well, like I said it's earlier, I think with. it cancels. Enough. I had a light bright, by the way. This was Lightbrights were still big in the nineties. Oh yeah, oh Lightbright was, dude. That was a high end toy. Did you have a Lightbright? Bless, bless you, by the Hell way. Hell yeah, bless we all you. had Lightbrights. Now, are we all? Did you? Were you, you know, not a chump and you didn't use the stencils? Did you know something? Uh, Lightbright was too expensive of a toy for me. I well, we got my <laughs> mom had it. She wouldn't. It was like in her oh, fucking. Oh, that's the eighty Olympics. Is that the eighty Olympics symbol? That is. Everybody Sorry. loves a brim. Only Brim, Brim coffee. coffie has been chosen the official Decaf. coffee of the 1976 Olympic Games. Me too. I love the Brim. It's got some great ground flavor. Here they come. Okay, kid. Okay, kid. There we go again. Brim with great ground flavor. 76, wow. man. That was a 76 Olympics. That, that, Do you remember that? Uh, that's the very Look first Look how terrible Olymp- that logo is. I, 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 what a disgusting... <laughs> like 70s Let's logo. Let's go back to that. I Let's love it. Fucking, I love it. It's great. Let's highlight how disgusting the graphic designer was here. Look at that. That looks like a weed plant. That looks like the Adidas logo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, it looks like the, the rings are... Huh? It looks like honeycombs. What's that? It does look like pure sticks. That looks like three Prince Alberts. Yeah. My lovely girlfriend is correct. That looks like three dongs. It does. But you know, maybe it was intentionally. But well, no. we were showing where was seventy six the Olympics? Uh, Montreal. Okay, it's the very first Olympics that I faint, 
faint memories. And what people say, it was the last truly great Olympics because in 80, the U.S. boycotted the uh, Moscow Olympics yeah. uh, and, and a bunch of other countries, 67 it, other it countries. it gave the Expos their fucking boondoggle of a stadium. You know, it got that. Yeah, they got that. But then also, so then there wasn't the Olympics in 80. Then 84, they were in L.A. And like a week before the Olympics, the Eastern Bloc didn't send their athletes. It was their fuck you to the West. So it was like the Olympics were great because it was the East wow, versus the West. It was a very, listen, the, the Olympics. It's COVID, 70s COVID. <laughs> is it uh, Legionnaire's disease? But no, it, it is, um, uh, it was a good point I was making about that, man. The 76 point. Olympics. 76 Olympics, exactly. But it was the last one that mattered because it was the Cold War. The Cold War still mattered. Like those 60s Oh, Olympics, that was the one where they're the like, the Russians can't do shit. Like where, where people's, ath- like that mattered for the country. Like I think people wouldn't, People don't realize, like, when the Olympics come out now, I think people just assume that the United States is garbage and everything. Like, I think people don't realize that, like, no. Why like would the, they assume that? The, the U.S. always does well. Because I just think there's this such... A, people don't care about the Olympics. Well, yeah, they used to like, care about it the back per, then. What I'm saying is yeah. the performance in the Olympics doesn't impact the country because everybody hates America. People in America are down on the country. So yeah. I think in their heads, they're just like, well, everything else... Or garbage in the Olympics too, but then you watch the Olympics and you're like, like I think I had an argument with someone, and I was looking at the medalist and they were like, "We're garbage," and I was like, "We're like third overall in medals." Yeah, yeah, like exactly. we used to be one with a bullet every fucking time. Yeah, well, in them the in the Soviet Union, like, but but in the sixties and seventies, there was a genuine competition going on. It was definitely like it was the world stage for the two different competing economic philosophies. Kyle Kinane. The, U- the U.S. represented obviously one philosophy, the Soviet Union being a different one. And so the Olympics actually meant something. I mean, in 72, it was a total world event. How, how often do we get enough events where the world pays attention? And if you want to make a st- do a political statement, like in 72, you know, p- the Palestinians you know, killed the Israeli Olympic team. You know what I mean? Is like, we're going to make a statement. Is Bruce eating peanuts? I wouldn't be surprised because he, he, he was a huge pitch man. He was a huge pitch man uh, after the Olympics. One of the ty- type he, is Tavern Nuts. Oh, I remember Be a Pepper. This is his David Naughton, who was in a. This guy was American in American Werewolf in London. London. Exactly, yep. This commercial was huge. Is that him singing? Yeah. This is a good song. It seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. This was catchy, dude. I remember this commercial well. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. If you drink Dr. Pepper, you're a pepper too. Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. Be a pepper, He got American Werewolf in London based off that. Uh, he definitely got a foot in the door. Yeah, I'm sure you got to say. What if he did that at his audition? Uh, and then, like and a- then he sang that song and then pr- <laughs> did the werewolf impression. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's slide into the night. Look at those oh. young, broad uh, skateboarding. I, know, I remember skate, skateboarding was big in the mid-70s. Got the opening to It right there. Fucking look how big that hamburger is. <laughs> See, there's a white version. They had the black yeah. version yeah. and the white version. Yep. Even our commercials were segregated Absolutely. back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and this was like everything wholesome. It's a very wholesome image. It's men, you know, on, on kind of, you know, horses and oh, cowboys. And check and, this you know, out. Let me give let me perfect, Huck Finn. You perfect know? example. In the black version, the black people were working at the Burger King. Yeah. And the one guy who looked like fucking Hank Aaron 
yeah fucking yeah. comes in and then in this one it's people just riding on the range yeah and fucking yeah, yeah. Ch- clearly not poor children just yeah. eating it's leisure it's yeah 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 absolutely and then you got the one black kid uh, with his father uh i own the big, big wheel i own a big wheel i had three big wheels as a kid see when i, I ran my big wheel so much i actually ruined the plastic when i was I, a kid I wore the plastic big out. wheels were still a thing i had a ninja turtles big wheel to match my underoos uh but the lever was gone the, that was that was a part of the safety regulations. Yeah. That yep. was a part of kids swallowing shit. They weren't. Yeah. I bet you kids were getting launched from big wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember that being. I, I had a metal one for a while too. My parents bought me a metal one that I loved. And I remember. I remember the T broke on it. Look like, at like that fucking Candy one. Lawrence. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah, there was some. Oh, these were seven. Look at that hair, beauties. Jesus Christ! You see, these were not. Is that Sharon Stone? Wow. Clairol. They had her last. Clairol doesn't exist anymore, right? Oh, I'm sure it's been taken. Huh? Does it? Those women were gorgeous. All right, we're back to. I'm gonna slide yeah, into the '90s yeah, here. Going to the '90s. Are you ready for the '80s? Ready for the '80s? Ready for the time of your life? That was the last semi-hit song of the Village People, which is hilarious. Was it in like? Was it there? It was like in 1989. Yeah, no, it's like an '80 or '81. When did 1989 like, come out? 84, right? Well, what? The uh, the song, 1989. But by who? By, who? by Prince, baby. Oh, 1999. 1999. Yeah, they cut in 83. So that was like oh, was a, the big... A future kind of looking We're like, not whoa. even going to be alive then, Or, or just like, what's it going to be like? I remember Flying having the cars. You thought cars were going to fly, right? No, no. Here, here's, what, here's the fantasy I did have. This is the dream that didn't come true. I thought I would be living on the Pacific Coast Highway in a great sports car with this hot woman on my arm. <laughs> All right. You ready? That, that was my fantasy as like... At nine years old, okay, 11? Now we got a vibe of commercial. You ready for my childhood? Yeah. These are co- these are the commercials from Fox Kids, which is the root of my childhood. Okay. Fox Kids was the Saturday morning and afternoon. Yeah. So in the afternoon, from like two thirty to five, Fox became Fox Kids, and yeah. they played Bobby's World and all these yep. cartoons. And these are commercials from that. Yep. And now we'll be right back. Look how just the difference in they were deluding us like they were indoctrinating you wow. and I was being deluded. When with, you say deluded, meaning just like, oh, yeah, just, just with products, yeah, yeah, play yeah, video yeah, games, yeah, play with these yeah, toys. Yep. Hell yeah, you had that game, dude. These are the handhelds. These are these handhelds. I watched a whole YouTube video about how they're scams. They're just like these cheap ass things that literally cost a nickel to make and yeah. they charge. Oh, that's for NES. God, Virgin was a big Future. store. No boys called. Losers. Oh, and today at breakfast, there were these Pop-Tarts. But not like toaster Pop-Tarts. Little cereal Pop-Tarts. A little funk in so there? scoop out the box. Kellogg's Pop-Tarts Crunch, it said. Oh, I missed. Yeah, I would love that now. Anyway, I tried some, and wow. She was on Disney sure Channel shows. Yeah, she, she killed her dog. <laughs> we got animal cruelty. Was she cross-eyed? I mean, probably. <laughs> I couldn't tell. She looked cockeyed. God, the 90s, man. You, you, I mean, I had these. Fuck yeah. You can make shit and eat it. It's just like making your own yeah. gummies. But you yeah. had the lab, you put it in. It was really a fire hazard. Oh, I'm it sure. would get so hot because you fill it up with goop and then you solidify it. God. And just make goopy fucking sugar. Creepy crawlies were the ones I remember I that. Yeah, I remember creepy crawlies. But like, yeah, here we go, baby. This is my afternoon. 
killing me. Find out Thanksgiving weekend. Will it be the unparalleled Power Rangers? The crafty Carmen San Diego? The explosive X-Men? Delightful Dog City? The brilliant I'm so happy. The tantalizing yeah. tick? The amazing Animaniacs? Exciting extravaganza? The fantastic Fox Clubhouse? Tasty Tasmania? Breathtaking Batman and Robin? Or terrific Tiny Toon Adventures? Stay tuned. And watch the kids' TV takeover Thanksgiving weekend on Fox God. This is why I know nothing about the real world. Yeah. Because I was just feeding. That's why I would get upset. Can you imagine watching that and then having to watch the fucking O.J. Simpson trial? (laughs) Which must have just looked like paint drying to you, to your to your to your eight year old mind. Dude, there was I remember specifically Cato Kalen knocking on a goddamn desk for four hours, four hours of them saying, was it like this? No, it was more like. Like they were at, because apparently OJ knocked on his, like it was, they were grilling him so hard. I just remember at the time being like, why do all of you care about this? Yeah. Like I get it. He murdered his wife. Yeah. It's because he was a huge, because it was a famous person in LA, man. It's a famous, and the race thing. I mean, it was, you know, it was very much a follow up to the Rodney King riot and so, and really soured race relations because Everyone who has a brain in their head knows that he killed her, you know, and it's just but the race thing was it really pissed off white people, really pi- upset white people. I was that was Chris Rock's famous joke. Cause I, I haven't seen that many upset white people since they canceled MASH. That, that, that was his joke about that's the O.J. Great. Simpson. He was like, I haven't seen that many upset white people since they canceled MASH. I was like, that's hilarious, man. Totally good line. <laughs> Did they cancel Mash or not? Can't or whatever. Whatever. Mash ended gracefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it had a. It's. I'm not lying. It's last episode. It was like Super seventy Bowl. million people Super Bowl watched. Numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's like I watched it. You know. I mean, everyone did. Hell yeah, dude! Lion King was Lion King was a game yeah. changer. Yeah, for absolutely. Me as a kid. Well, and very. I remember in my in my mid twenty sensibility realizing that like animation had taken a certain leap with that movie. Like it got better. Started happening in the late eighties, early nineties. They sort of put messing around with animation more, and had some early successes like the, the Little Mermaid movie and shit. You know, I watched that movie with my college girlfriend. <laughs> Look and see, this love. is the video game culture. Don't yes. listen to the coach, man. Do your own thing. Yep. So intense. Mischief. Streets. GEDs. Yeah. Jesus. It's combining with playing outside. I used to go out. I'd play for so long. My mom had to come get me because I'd be outside. I would pl- I played for three See, hours. See, here's the thing, though, because this Saturdays, it was Fox Kids till noon. And then we'd go outside. Like, yeah. ever, that's what kind of annoys me is people think like, that I just sat in front of a TV from noon to night. Like, yep. I went outside and I played. Yeah. I just also, for a quarter of the day, yeah, would oh, watch this. I also, I used to come back. I would do my homework early. I'd have like an hour and a half of homework as a sixth grader just so I could watch MASH on rerun. Oh, look, you know? look at this is a little short. Self-image. Through all my dreams moving in right next door. This is trouble. Big time trouble. She'll never talk to me. I wish I were somebody else. Anybody, anybody but me. Yeah, football player. This is disturbing. This is a little like self thing of like teaching kids self image. Not a sports fan. Yeah, because he's a dork and he I, wants to I, bang I, that girl. I, I, yeah, I don't relate to this at all. <laughs> it always worked in the movie. You were a confident kid, huh? No, I, I was. Uh, I was not a Look confident kid. I was not a confident kid. 
might as well get it over with. So, he just talks to her, right? That's all you do? Yeah, but she's probably, yeah. Hi! I saw you up in the window. I was hoping you'd come over. What did I tell you? She loves me. That was a weird message. Yeah. Like, just, no, you, you got to still interact, right? I mean, just like, oh, if she just accepts you? Like, that was weird to me. That ended on a, on a weird note to me. Oh, I remember this game. That, my sensibilities have been affected. Because it was just about that kid fucking well, well, plowing the kid, ass. He, 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 you know, he's, he's beating himself up, I guess, saying, Don't, all you got to do is just... And then she to, wanted him the whole time. Yeah, 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 man. yeah. And like, yeah, so you beat yourself up, but she wanted you. Maybe she doesn't want you. Maybe you get rejected, you know, and then you have to I deal with that. I think that would be great if... I, I, I believe me. I don't know if you're aware of this, Keith. I've had a lot more rejection than I've had of acceptance. I, uh, just to let you know. <laughs> Splat. Dude, there were so many games where they were just like, we're going to put some Play-Doh in a cup, yep. you make it into a shape, and then at some point you mash it, yep. and we're going to sell that for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inexpensive. We got a bunch of shit. We got a net, a basket, a ball, and a mouse. Yeah. You're going to set it up, and then there's not enough pieces for it to be a cohesive thing, so it's going to fall apart. But when it falls apart, that's the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like there were these games where yeah. it was just like, well, this game doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, but... but Kids like it will be the game, <laughs> and it's cheap to produce. And kids like it when things get destroyed. You make things, and you just—I mean, right? When you would make a castle as a kid, I used to have Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs is a yeah. big toy. Man, when I was like four, five, six years old, I would make this elaborate, what felt like an elaborate cabinet, cabin, and then I would destroy it. That was what you did. You destroyed it. I also played a lot with army men. Played a lot with army men as a kid. Yeah, I had army like men. Like six, seven, eight years old. A lot of army men, and like I used to fake link wars. them together. You know, I mean, I had that. But See, but this was the pyro in me as I used to melt yeah, them. And I, I did that too link them together. Yeah, absolutely. Like a little cereal. Morph That's like them. early serial killer shit. The Tiger yeah. Game Company was huge when I was a kid. Yeah. The old way, this is you. That's right. I'm a studio musician. He's having made more money. He made his nut for that year doing this. Yeah. You know? All right. I didn't make it my hair metal band. I'll just do this. How much money? What? 17000 Okay. You know, I don't give a shit. You know? Probably made by a computer. Super color writer. Etch a sketch. What if he did this, man? Huh? What, what, yeah, I mean, what, what, I mean, just the whole, this whole. It was just all revamping yeah. shit and making yeah, it, it colorful. Yeah. And like I said, just shit that just seemed incomplete. What was your, if you, did you have a favorite toy? Favorite toy when you were a kid, you call? <clears throat> I liked action figures, just like my yeah. X-Men toys, my Batman toys, my Ninja Turtles. I had Power you had Rangers. Good toys. You had good toys. Oh, I still got good toys. Yeah, you did. I Your generation had, had good toys. I was the, I always say I was the level of poor of, I didn't get anything all year. And then, like, my mom went off at Christmas. And you get, like, three or four I great usually things. Got, or, oh. Usually, what the shit I wanted during the year that she shut me down on, she usually found a way to get it for Christmas. Yeah. She was a big layaway gal. Yeah. Layaway was big in the 90s. Yeah, interesting. You ever put anything on layaway? I never did. I always bought cash. That's always my sort of thing. I, I don't know. It's a, you know. I still don't quite get how layaway works. It's like you pay for it. Layaway, I think, is you pay for a little bit of it. At a time, yeah, and then at, when you get, yeah, and, and then and you pay like every month you make a payment until you can buy it, and then until Do they charge you an interest rate, they must. I don't know. Must be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because my mom used to do shit on layaway, and then like I think she would man it, make it to where she by the time September, Christmas and came, she had two or three months. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and she'd have a great Christmas. 
That's I good, remember man. she got me. There was a cartoon Double Dragon about two brothers that <laughs> fucking had dragon powers and they were like fucking they yeah. fought and shit. Yeah. Fight the might, the might of the dragon. I'll play that. Uh, <laughs> but she got me both Double Dragon guys, Billy and Brandon. Wow. wow. She went out. Yeah. Yeah. And then she got me the car and one of the villains. And that was when the era of sold separately. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Sold separately. Yep. Absolutely. Because yep. the commercial would have everything. Yeah. It would have like double dragon action figures and they would have them right up on the car. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and then. And you thought you were getting all, all six And things. then it, you'd hear you the little one. fine print. It would be like everything sold separately. Yeah. And then you'd exactly. go to the store and you'd be like, oh my God, everything is separate. Yep. Yep. Well, they got to parse it out that way to make a buck. I, uh, again, my favorite toy, the adventure people heavily into the, I also had a $6 million man. I had a six, you know, that was a big thing, of course, of my age group. I mean, $6 million man was a good toy. You could, like, look through the, because that was a huge show. It was like a ABC. magnifying glass, wasn't it? You could it? look through, you know, and then he had, like, this rubber sheath over his arm, and there was, like, a plastic sort of tubing that was, like, his, 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 his uh, bionics. Well, I remember it was broken. It was broken. I had that, and then I also had, like, a G.I. Joe. And, and, and my, uh, and it was, I remember, like, that tall? No, no, it was, like, a doll pie, these two But of them. see, when I was a kid, G.I. Joes were that big. Oh, no, yeah, they yeah. were like little tiny. Yeah, yeah. I had a big GI Joe, and then I also had a, a six million dollar man. Well, the six million dollar man, the arm was was off. I asked Grandpa, I was like, "Grandpa, can you fix this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He fixed it, and then my my bro- I was six years old. My brother and my cousin, who were eleven and twelve, were up on this bluff right next to where my grandparents lived, and I was like, "Hey, look, Adrian, Jay, look at this. Grandpa fixed my." And before I could say fix it, they threw my GI Joe off the cliff, and it shattered in front of me, and I started to cry. <laughs> I started to cry. I think this should be this should be a theme of the show. When did you cry as a child? And I cried, and, and my brother and my cousin laughed hysterically. It hurt my feelings. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm still hurt by that. I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I am. I should not have to skip this ad. Here we go. This is the double dragon thing. This cartoon was a hit yeah. when I was a kid. And it lasted. When I was a kid, cartoons would last for two years and then just go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't the. Your, when I was young, it was like. Because there wasn't a lot of animation being done, I think. So, so it was like a show would last eight years, yeah. you know? Or like Justice League. I remember watching that a lot as a kid. That Asian voice? Oh yes! Oh, on our father! Oh my Billy god! Lee. I tell you what, was this was this an Asian cartoon? No, <laughs> they were two white kids. I, I know for myself. I mean, dude, I watched Ultraman. And Johnny Sacco. Ultraman was still on when I was a kid. Uh, Ultraman, like the, the, the Japanese, uh, the Japanese live action, you know, the live acting Ultraman, heavily into as a five-year-old. Heavily into. That and also Johnny Sacco and the Flying Robot. Both Japanese produced shows. Johnny Sacco and the Flying Robot. Yes, Johnny Sacco. S-A-K-O. Johnny Sacco and the Flying Robot. I was also heavily into Johnny Quest, that uh, cartoon. I had a Johnny Quest T-shirt for like, in my in my early twenties, late tw- mid twenties. My my hipster <laughs> that was like nineties hipster. You know, hey, also maybe look like a dork. It's the reason my broads didn't like me. Broads. So, <laughs> that and my personality. No, but it was. Uh, 
Ooh, look at that fake ass. Dude, this pro that blew my mind probably as a kid. That doesn't look fake to me. Ooh, look at this fucking fat bathing suit. Oh, yeah, it thinks she's a cupcake. Like I remember this commercial. This is perfectly my era. Like, I remember that commercial. Hey, where's the cream filling? Now that's the stuff. What if it was just her entrails on her <laughs> on his nose? Like, yeah, he actually actually worked. The idea was he was so excited he kicked her out of the inner tube. Well, he thought it was a yeah. he thought it was a cupcake, so he yeah. wanted he went to eat it exactly. And he went so fast and he kicked her out of. Look the at his car Baxter. phone. It's Baxter. I remember Meow Mix. This was a Meow Mix brand cat food. They still had it. Yeah, they killed the song. Now, occasionally, occasionally a commercial will hit. I mean, Peak Roast. They've finally been replaced on those Sonic commercials. I haven't seen a Sonic commercial in a couple years with him. I think he's finally been replaced. That was just crazy. He had a 17-year run with that man. That's a oh, I remember this. He there. He's telling his brother about Disney World. You've got all these unbelievable rides and cool stuff to do. If you try to do it all at once, you'll be sleeping like a baby by lunchtime. Uncle Larry's gonna make you go in the basement with him. Is it, is it Italian kids? Don't eat right before you go on Mr. Toll's wild ride. Number three. Goofy is huge. I know he's only this big on TV, but in real life, Goofy could beat up Dad. Well, I guess that's really important stuff. Man, this is pretty good. I'm into this. I like this commercial. It's working on Larry. It really brings out the kid in you. See, There's never been a better it's two brothers who are just make the yeah. They love each other. Two beautiful white children. You no, know, exactly. Just over. Look at their smoky room. Why is it so fucking? Smoky I think your old man's like, listen, he's 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 just putting down a gar. Jesus Christ! Oh, I got a stogie there. Listen, kid. Come on, we gotta haul you out, okay? Your father, your mother's never coming back. Oh, yeah, I think I about that. I think about like you know, River Phoenix. His death to me was a big deal when I was it in blew my twenties. It blew you away. It was definitely like an important. It was kind of like the Heath Ledger, I think, for certain people of a certain age. Yeah, group, well, because you know? it was out of nowhere, and like no one knew he was a drug addict. Yeah, right? he, I mean, he was. He had a. I mean, and I think he had been a performer his entire. He was a street performer. Here, you know what? He was a street though? performer, like in Lima I've and stuff read in Peru. That he actually didn't have an aggressive drug problem it was just such a strong yeah form of heroin because everyone associated that's why even the people there were shocked because they were like he partied a little bit but like he he wasn't a junkie like yeah. he wasn't a, he it's not like he was a heroin he didn't go seek heroin ever like well what i heard too is when he made the movie my own private idaho with uh, keanu reeves and gus van Sant, early gus van sant movie which was a huge that was oh, a hipster that. movie when i was Isn't in college that about like kids who get diddled and shit well it's about two kids who are male prostitutes in, in portland gus van sant captures fucked up youth extremely oh, well that's this. his talent their head turns into fruit crochet his talent his talent is he uh he he, he captures fucked up youth very well it's basically, I think, is it Henry V? I can't think of the Shakespearean play where it's, it basically is, uh, Keanu Reeves comes from a wealthy family, and he just wants to slum it and just live with the street kids as like a late teen, early 20s guy. And River Phoenix is actually a, a, a homeless kid, and they both just become prostitutes. It's a very gay-centric movie. Oh, this lady you know? was fucking the precursor to Donovan McNabb's Donovan mom. She was... Tell me a bottle of that bargain pint. It she didn't fuck with anything but pine salt. pine salt. Yeah. I remember Pine Salt. Keep going. Three. Nope. Four. More. More. Five. Five. That's no bargain. You're so smart. Just like your mother. 
pine salt. That's like a good. You're gonna clean up your place. That's, that's an industrial five yeah, times gonna, the fucking strength. Do that. I was on a good pet tangent. There. What were we talking about there? We had a good tangent. I felt mm. about. I can't remember. Shit, it was good. <laughs> to bring it back, you know. Do you want me to stop and go back? If you could, man. I have to redo I it. Know what you don't typically do. We, we've gotten over that phase, I think. But this is okay. Now we can go. My own private Idaho. And what I heard with River Phoenix is that it, when they made that movie, they'd shoot during the day and they'd go back to Gus Van Sant's house and like Flea was there. Boot and would heroin. Just, and would just party, the, 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 party their ass off. The Max. This they, was a game changer in my life when these Max came out. Yeah. But they would, uh, they'd party. You know I mean? They would party at night and I guess he was like pretty clean before that but when they filmed that movie over I don't know how many months. I think it was like five, six, I don't know what but they partied pretty hard the entire time. So they were really living the kind of lifestyle that they were portraying on film of like living a junkie lifestyle and seeing what happens. And it's a, it's a very art house popular movie, you know, and uh, but that's supposedly when he got back into it uh, and he, you know, he's friends with Flea at that time and he, uh, he, he was dabbling. Heroin was big when I was in my 20s. It was a big drug in my, in my mid-20s. Did you, ever get, uh, did you ever have the chance to do heroin? Uh, I did not, but I started to hang out with a scene that it would have been an opportunity to do it. Absolutely. Closest I ever got to a hardcore drug scene. It kind of scared me a little bit when I lived out here back in the 90s because I was pretty square. Still am. But, uh, but you know, I might have been like convinced to do it. You know, like, Hey, let's give it a shot and see what happens. You know, I'm trying uh, to see if I could find... <clears throat> my dream is to find... TV moments that were interrupted by the OJ trial. <laughs> but yeah, but that that's my, uh, you know, that's my thing with, uh, with, with, it, with heroin. I, I knew a bunch of people, like a lot of, I probably knew like eight to 10 guys. They were part of my social scene here. You know, they were trying to get into the business, you know, and then they were doing some successful things, producing some things. I had a buddy who was the, uh, is it Jonathan Taylor? No. No, but it no. was probably their like drive of like get a JTT kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just sort of did stand up during this time. I was in my hipster phase. Oh yeah, ninety five. That you probably just were not watching television. <laughs> no, I, I don't own a television set for years. I didn't own a tele. I, I've I've gone without a television set for like six years of my life, seven years of my life. Oh, the Simpsons very were early huge Simpsons. when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like this was a this was a game changer. They were a game changer. Like I remember this being. I actively ate Butterfingers because yes. of Bart Simpson. Yep. Like Butterfingers it, is a good candy. It bar. was the product she hates them. Oh, it was the product placement that got me though. Yeah. Where it was like I wouldn't give a shit about a Butterfinger otherwise. Yep. Exactly. Uh, my favorite candy bar as a kid. What was your favorite candy bar? Uh the whatchamacallit. Uh that's a good candy bar. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. That, I respect that. From you know, the Mars You've gone company. up a notch. You've made up for your horrible mistake before. I was talking about earlier in the show. Oh, you, you, you lost stock, but now you've made up for that. For uh, for yeah, uh, but, but yeah, from for, the Mars Company. Yeah, yeah. That I, I was a Kit Mars, Kat. I was a Kit Kat fan. Yeah. Were you a Kit Kat fan? Yeah, oh, I love Kit Kat. Kit Kat's a good candy uh, bar. I'll Twix, still occasionally like, eat one of those. Once I like a year. Twix. Twix is a good one too. Good, good choices. But my favorite still, it's it had, my favorite is still Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. See, I like Milky Way. Milky Way is good. Didn't fuck with Snickers to me was like steak. Yeah, yeah. I didn't eat that shit till I was older. Yeah, I didn't. Steak and Snickers are yeah. just like, well, what am I, 15? <laughs> yeah, it was a more hearty candy bar. Yeah, there You're was right. nougat in it. There's nuts. It's like tough. You choke on a Snickers. Yeah, yeah. It takes you a while to eat one. 
I think that that was their that was their, their pitch. I liked the nougat of or just the the fluff of a Three Musketeer. When I was a kid, it's like ooh, that was good. I still like a good piece of chocolate. I'll, I'll admit it. I like a good piece of chocolate. Chocolate and caramel. Disco- I had one of my birthday parties at Discovery Zone, wow. and we had a fake ass. The Power Rangers were there, and I remember being so excited. And they were like fake pretend Power Rangers with disgusting costumes. <laughs> and I remember lighting them up like, "You guys are not real. This is not." Yeah, but you Discovery Zone them. was off the fucking hook, dude. Yeah. That was a place. Were that, they a competition for Chuck E. Cheese? Then yeah. Or something? Yeah. And then they even had a local Discovery Zone <sighs> knockoff called like, I forget what the fuck that was called. Leaps and Bounds With like was a- the competitor to Discovery <laughs> Zone. <laughs> Leaps and Bounds. What, what did uh, uh, was, was that like a date? Like if you, if you would, would that be a hipster date right now? Let, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, they wouldn't like let some, you in. You have to have a kid with you. Oh, oh, they don't let they you nip that out. in the butt. Okay. Well, what that's about, also because. I'm sure there was a, there was a pedophile action going on there. Yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, isn't that bizarre? A lot of hello Larry's walking around. Look at this. There isn't. There's one. The original blockbuster has been kept. The original. Oh, blockbuster that's the guy from American kept. Pie. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's the guy who bangs Stifler's mom. Wow. That isn't that a crazy that there's only one blockbuster. Yep, it's in I'm, Bend, Oregon. Yeah, blockbuster. Uh, it's it's kept for like just like a, like a museum. My Remember life, when these existed? Menards. Super low prices on a wide this is my childhood. This yes. old fuck. Yeah. I remember him. He, this guy was around when I was a kid, dude. When I was a kid in the 70s, he was around. This guy was our spokesperson for years. WGN commercials. I can see in Iowa a lot. Can I? Watching a Cubs game. Here's speaking of this Bill guy. Bill Buckner. Don one of, one of the greatest memories I have. And this will show you how fucking... My childhood was such a black cup of coffee. It's unbelievable. <laughs> One of the greatest memories I have, my dad and his boss, because they were like side jobbers. They used to fucking yeah. just get, so they would have to go buy supplies. They would get fucking $800. Yeah. They would go to Menards. Yep. And I remember. Go it to was, Home Depot on occasion. It was a little snowy because it was snowing a little bit, but it was in the middle of basketball season because I remember me, my dad, <clears throat> were driving to Menards. And fucking oh, I gotta go back. It's okay. Yeah, uh, uh, black coffee, black coffee. Shop. No, I it's remember. Great. But I me like and it. my dad and his boss were driving to fucking Menards <laughs> to pick up shit for his fucking job. Yep. And I remember the Bulls game being on the radio, and it was when Larry Bird first coached the Pacers. Wow. Yeah. Because the Bulls were not winning the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember well, it being the Pacers gave them a series at the end. They gave them a series. They I really re- did. Well, this was the regular season. Oh, yeah. Like, this they, was was, that a, was one of the few teams that could actually run with them a little this bit. This was just was a it. random November. Might have even been early December because it was close yeah. to Christmas. They were selling Christmas shit in Menards. Yeah. But I remember liking it, and I was thinking about this the other day. My dad and his construction friends treated me like one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, they would complain about their wives and shit. <laughs> Like, I just remember sitting in that back seat, listening to the Bulls game, listening to them complain about their just life and bitching about their life and just being like, this is the greatest yeah. Yeah. time of my life. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, they're led there. Uh, they're just being completely uncensored around yeah. me. Yep. Like, even though they're full of shit, they're giving me a great gauge of what actual life is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my, yep. Do that. I agree. My father, I remember going traveling with him. And he, he had a buddy in Texas, and we'd hang out with all of his Texas drinking buddies when I was like probably 12 years old, 13 years old. When I was 16, I went down there, I'd hang out, and it was kind of cool. You know, I, it was just, you know, I mean, 
they were dirty old men. <laughs> but, you know, they were just being, they, they, were, they weren't on the clock, so they could drink. They could drink beers, you know, and they could bullshit. You know, it's, yeah, but those are uh, good memories. Doesn't happen like it used to, you know. <laughs> that should be the name of the show. Doesn't happen like it used to, Keith. <laughs> Ooh, see, then at some point, WB got the kids. Fox Kids went away. And then the WB got it. I remember Hunchback being one of the early kind of successful rebirth of animation and the and the well, Little Mermaid. See, this was the last of the greats. Hunchback of Notre Dame, because then you have Emperor well, Beauty and the Groove. Beast was in that too. Well, this was Beauty and the Beast was before exactly, this. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. and, then, and then I feel like Lion King changed it. That was the oh, game yeah. changer. But this was good, but then yeah. you had a lot of misses after this. Emperor's New Groove, yeah. Mulan was after Ooh, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And then they got sequels. Then you had Aladdin, The Return of Jafar, yeah, L- Lion King one and a third or sh- or some shit. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, Ronald McDonald always gave me bad vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I, it's supposed to be one of the most recognized symbols across. He was the terrifying. I went to the Ronald. We were at the zoo, the Lincoln Park Zoo, <laughs> when I was a kid one time. Great it, zoo, it was, by the way. Great zoo. Yeah, their their cat area, like their cat cage. Is they have some amazing, like, links in there that are, like, these are, at, like, if one of yeah. these fuckers caught you, they weigh, like, 40 pounds, they're probably going to win. Like, they're going to take you down. They have a chance of killing you, you know? I mean, those links, I love that. But, anyway, yeah, back to Lincoln Park. So, Lincoln Park. I love Animaniacs. So, uh, they had, Ronald McDonald was doing a magic show. Yes. And he called me up, and he was like, I'm going to turn you into a rabbit. And for... 40 seconds, I was petrified. Like, yeah, mortified, scared, scared. I'm just like, how's this going to go down? Yeah. Like, is he going to give me to my parents after he, and then what he did was he took a a fucking big ass fucking magic wand and the magic wand had a piece of paper full down that had a cutout and it was like a rabbit and my (laughs) face went over it. Yeah. Dude, the relief that washed over me when I was just like. Oh, magic is fake. <laughs> like that was the moment where I was like, "You knew magic was." Yeah. Oh, magic's not real. Thank God. There was always this thing when I was a kid growing up. Ninety-six. A lot of people they're fucking marking this commercial. Had had a clown phobia. They had a clown phobia. A lot of people had clown phobia. I had a magician phobia. I didn't like magicians. I thought magicians were creepy when I was a kid. I didn't like the sleight of hands, and I just didn't yeah. like it. I, I, there was a, they got a weird vibe. Clowns were okay. You know? Certain clowns. My clown phobia wasn't. It was if you were a top-notch clown. The Pennywise from the movie didn't scare me. When my mom painted me like the Joker and made it all weird and fucking yeah. not perfect. Yeah. I was terrified of my reflection. <laughs> there was this guy named Rob who would dress up at our bowling alley. His name was Pinhead the Clown. He terrified me. But yeah. he was just some fucking raging alcoholic Yeah, that would dress up like a clown and fucking run around. You Is know that, what? I, that's some Gacy shit, obviously. He's an alcoholic like Gacy He used was. to run the bowling alley. Oh, like he man. was, he was like, we knew he was Rob, but Pinhead was not cool. Yeah. Uh, also, what I used to be afraid of as a kid was like when Smokey the Bear would come and like the fucking McGruff, the crime dog. Yeah. I was not cool with that shit. Well, you just found it what? Like it was. I just didn't like a giant dog running around. Like, and <laughs> they would all hug on you and grab you and shit. Like, I just was not cool. Get yeah. it out of here. Yeah, interesting. Because that used to be like a, you know, th- that was the Disneyfication of things. Disney would do that a lot. See, you know? this is getting older in my life. Kirk Cameron's getting a show. Yep. Cameron was Cameron was a star for a oh, while. He was just thumping the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Because W, yeah, this is Parenthood, sister, sister. 
They were pushing off their evening programming. Kids. WB was obviously associated with fucking a la- uh, not, not la- yeah, with Laugh Factory. You know, really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when they first because they put the WB that that, that frog Ooh, waffle crisp was a big like this was a big new cereal God. when I was a kid. Well, it's just honeycombs. Yeah, but honeycomb big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got these fucking ninja ass grandmas fucking yeah. making it. There we go. Whoa, man. Yeah. Put on some light beer commercials from the late 70s. We can do that. Those are always those are entertaining. Those are always entertaining commercials. I, I find them. This is good. It's been a good freeform show, Keith. I've enjoyed it. We went back. I was able to finish my point on, uh, on my own private Idaho, so I, which is a good thing. But drug use. Closest I ever got to a heroin scene was the mid-90s. Some hits. All right, now I knew, I knew, I knew several people had overdosed. What's your name? No one who had died. Ruth, sir. Ruth, Ruth, what? George Herman, Ruth, sir. But my friends call me Babe. Babe. Another Babe Ruth. Well, step up to the I, Is that Mickey Mantle? Jesus. No. Hey, Turk. No, it's Chuck a few into the next Babe Ruth. Is this a Babe Ruth candy bar commercial? Fuck, it might expect a lot. It's a beer commercial for sure. Isn't that amazing that Babe Ruth's name is still resonated in the 70s? You know what I mean? Like he's that big. He's still resonated. You know who Babe Ruth is. We all know who Babe Ruth is. Again. We're, oh, it's Old Milwaukee, man. God we're damn. Pointing back. That was my go-to beer in college, dude. You know, you know what your case of Old Milwaukee was? What your case was? Like a nickel or something? In, 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 in uh, 1990. Uh, 1990. $5. Six bucks. Six bucks for a case. And you got returnables, so you get eighty cents to return the glass. So you'd save all all the all the you have a, you have a, you know twelve twelve or you know cases. You go bring them back, and you get two free cases of beer, and you have a party. You have two cases of beer. But like my point too with the Godfather, yeah, all those baseball players looked like just tired out old boy well, exactly men. yeah yeah like the idea of the leading man like <laughs> the standards were different like yeah. now on tv it's just like well it's got to be someone who's in shape yeah good skin yeah not looks good long face. wiry yeah. hair like those guys that was at sparky anderson i know just, and just bitching here we go here's a good stuff Paps. Paps, it's Nick Nolte. It's Nick Nolte, right? Extra light. That is. No, oh no, it's not. But it's an actor who used to get. Used to do a lot of act. I remember he was a character cleaned actor up on Nolte. TV. Yeah, yeah. You could tell they went to the same uh, audition. I tried out for forty-eight hours, forty-eight times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he and Nolte went to the worst beer gas I'll ever get in my entire life. The worst. That's golf beer right there. It is. So gross. That is golf bag beer right yeah. there. Yep. My uncle Ed had a Stroh's lamp that was a golf bag. The light, the base was a golf bag, and it had a Stroh's logo on Man. it. And the the shade was like a. It was a glorious lamp. Yeah, absolutely. But Old Milwaukee was my that go-to was a big, cheap beer. That was a big '90s thing. Was the swag, the company swag. Yeah. Yes. You get a Salem light fucking. Yeah. Uh, and, and like a sweatshirt or something. You yeah. Know? Or, 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 yeah. Yeah. You got, or like a phone. Yes. Absolutely. Camel. Like camel dollars. You'd turn Dude, them my in. My dad, Salem lights. He would save the packages to Salem lights. God. God, that's so. Ooh. Okay. Call me. Here it is. It's Nitsky. Nikki Spillane. Bubba Smith. Yeah. Hey, no. I'm not even a <laughs> <laughs> It's Bubba Smith. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Tommy Heinsohn. Who did? 
That's Ben Davidson with the beard. I will say they were more elaborate back then. The commercials from the 90s, in, out. Yeah. Buy this toy. Mush this goo. Yeah. Drink this oh, look, fucking weird I mean, liquid. There was directing going on. I mean, the, 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 it's no mystery that there's only one light here. Miller light. That was a good national. If you scored that, that was a good national. You may not have heard of it yet, but you will. Is that Geraldo Rivera? Is that Michelob? But you will. Amber Bach. Oh, yeah. That, I remember this being like... You're, this was like craft beer. Dude, that was like vag beer. That was like... If you man. if you were a male and you brought Amber Bach to a party, you probably they probably would give you a jar of Vagisil. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, what do you need a douchebag? Was it, was it, that was like a higher-end like German beer. Here we go. You can still find that this is in the beer of, This is the beer of my Latin king uncles right here. Look at Ed McMahon. Depends on the dog. Look at the pupper. Depends on the beer. I'm gonna kick this dog. Look at this. Budweiser, yeah. The pull-off tops. After I drink six of these, I'm gonna kick this dog. Yeah, yeah. Budweiser, man. Well, he wants to come home and find I love Ed McMahon doing beer. I think I heard Ed McMahon, I think, wasn't it in the Korean War, had like twenty-five confirmed kills. He was a fighter pilot. After I come, was. After I come home from hours of Johnny Carson just treating me like a shit. fucking carpet, <laughs> just walking all over every goddamn punchline. I, I guess early in their career, they were like completely good friends, and then it just got awful as time went on. Carson was kind of a weird dude. Carson's a weird guy. Budweiser is a technically a foreign beer now. It's, it's they owned, sold it's to, it, by the, they uh, sold to a German company, yeah, right, like Belgian. Belgian company. Belgian, the, the Belgians dominate. Dude, let me give, let me paint you a little picture, Croatia. Speaking of Bush, so when my dad moved to the trailer, it was oh after from oh five until I moved to Chicago yeah. to do stand up. I remember we were so poor that. I was watching a fucking. Do you remember the show Still Standing? It was like a tooth. J Jamie Gertz, that fucking Maybe, fat yeah. British guy who does a good. Anyway, it's just yeah. about a family in Chicago. I remember watching an episode of that and being so thirsty because my dad's trailer, you couldn't drink the water. Ugh. It was like hard water. Ugh. You couldn't. It was just disgusting. You'd yeah. vomit if yeah, you drank yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You get cancer from that shit. So we just didn't have any water. We were out of like our refillable jug. And I remember I went to the fridge, I opened it. It was completely empty except for two bush lights in the thing. And I remember being like 22 years old, 21, 22 years old, just biting my lip. And at three in the morning, wait, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're fucking so thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just being like, fuck. And I had to chug a bush light Jesus for like Christ. sustenance. This guy was like a stud actor. And I remember your hair bouncing like that was like I had to look like that in, in the uh, in, in the that late was your 70s. like look. Yeah, yeah, yeah bouncing. That's hair what like you that. wanted to go to the disco. Yeah, no, I had a because that hair parted on the middle. Yeah, this is. But I, mean, I this remember was, this is urban. I remember so, that moment is when I said like I wish I lived in that sitcom, like I wish life was like a commercial. Like God. that's when I got that thought of like. Man, reality. Remember, you know yeah. the scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where Johnny Depp is listening to Tina and Rod fuck. Yeah. And he's just laying on the couch. Yes. And he goes, reality sucks. Yeah. That was my reality sucks moment. What, what was what was, was when I was drinking a bush light because yeah. there was no goddamn water. Yeah. I'm 21 years old. Yeah. I could have stayed in college. Yeah. And fucking yeah. been in a dorm right now snorting Molly. Yeah. Off fucking off something. Yeah. Yeah. With a little mini fridge that my like I could be sending my parents into wild debt right now yeah. for all the yeah. things they've done to the world. Yeah. But instead, I'm 
being codependent, yep. living with my dad. Yep. Yeah. With no goddamn water. Yeah. That's a low moment, Keith. I, I hear you. I remember, you know what I did after that? Because I was disgusted that I drank Bush Light. I found some ice and I put ice in a cup and I let it and I put it let next it to my bed. Yeah. And then when I woke up again two hours later, there was, was water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, I- and then Bear Grylls tells you once you drink water, you're good for like two weeks. So I was like, as long as I get a sip, I'm good. <laughs> then I don't have to drink my piss. I, I drink, <laughs> I drink five to six glasses of water a day. I'm trying to get better. I got IBS now. I've been getting, dude, I was officially Mexican for like fucking 10 years. Because yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't get too spicy. My grandma would make tamales every yeah. Christmas. I like tacos. Like there are Mexican foods I like, but my mom kind of kept me away from a lot of that shit. Yeah. So until I started doing stand up and moved to Chicago, I never really fucked with spicy food. And then I became like yeah. spice king. Yeah. Like I would fucking yeah. pull anything out of like, I love spicy food. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But now 33 has hit me. Yeah. Dude, I can't eat spicy food. I was down last night. Yeah. I had to go to bed because my stomach hurt. Do you know how pathetic yeah. that sounds? Oh, no. Hey, dude, that, that you, you, there's a big physical change in your early 30s. It was for me. I used to be able to eat anything, anytime, anywhere, not gain a pound. I, I would eat an entire pizza. I eat an entire pizza. Dude, I was telling her. You know? I was like, I think something's wrong with me. No, no. Like, I think I have stomach cancer, lining, no. and she was like, no, you just can't eat these foods and i'm yeah. just like that sounds awful yeah no it's the truth though i have to eat meatloaf and potatoes and shit no 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 it's uh, the best thing to do look at this yeah this is like this this is a but old like, milwaukee beer commercial no coffee for a for two weeks i'm laying off co- yeah. anything with acid in it yep i had a sausage egg and cheese uh english muffin this morning and some yeah. apple juice because i hear apples are good well, yeah yeah i mean i i you know listen i i've gotten rid of i I haven't totally gotten rid of uh, carbs. I actually bought some. Every morning I hit the Starbucks week. and Beverly Hills at yeah. at fucking Wilshire and Santa Monica because I like to I like to feel important. Yeah. So it's part I, of your routine. And I get off the bus early, so I usually nip in uh, if if I don't because I usually don't have time to drink. Like yeah. when I go drink coffee in the morning, I like to get fucking fired up. So yeah. like if one cup is just not enough. Yeah. So when I get off the bus, I need a kick in the ass. So yep. I go usually get a cold brew. At the Starbucks yeah. in Beverly Hills. Yeah. But now since I have to lay off the coffee, I was like, well, the breakfast sausage might be a little acidy. Yeah. But other than that, I felt fine. And then I got the apple juice. So today was good. Yeah. I didn't feel bad today. Yep. And then when I got home, I ate. A, I haven't really eaten a lot yet, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to eat some hot dogs when this is over. Yep. And that's going to be the real test. Yeah. Because hot dogs When you are start gross. getting those that lips and assholes in you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Toenails. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, yeah. No, I my diet, man, I, I feel pretty good about it, man. I have my routine down. I, I, I get my produce. You know, uh, I eat a lot of produce. Got to, man. Got to, got to keep that digestion system going hey, look well. Look at this fucking... You look know, at this I've cut down commercial. dramatically on carbs. I really have. Not all the way. That, that would be a lie if I said that. Dude, you know what commercials I remember is because my dad used to record football games in the 80s. I remember Joe Green throwing the jersey to the course, kid. Of course, of uh, course. I remember... This would you ever just watch an old football game from that? T- like seven years later, you'd watch an 82 football game? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's now, awesome. Even later, like in the... I would... When I became 95, like I tell you, with 95, 92 was my, I rem, like, I remember the Bears. Like, that was yep. my, like, 92 is like, I'm a Bear fan. Yep. But 95 is when I started watching sports on my own. 
Yeah. Like, and I started being able to like impress my dad. Like, you know, when you're a kid, your dad kind of leads you through sports. Yes. And then I remember in 95, he would go to tell me stuff and I would like finish his sentence yep. and he would be like, oh, like, yep, you're reading the sports section on your own yep, now. Like, exactly. And so 95 was that fucking year for me. And I remember just going, he would be like, oh, I got Bears games from 88. Like, I would just see all these shit, all this yeah. shit here. That's when I'm lucky that he was a fucking maniac and would just like put a tape in and then pass out drunk and yeah. he would just record six hours of television. <laughs> so he has like uncut Bears games where you just see. Uh, I remember this insurance commercial of this football player that was announcing his retirement and like he starts crying and but it's okay because he made good investments during his career. Uh, and like the commercial is the investment company. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he looked like Willie Galt. Well, <laughs> but like I remember uh, the John Elway Coors commercials. Yeah. The Coors heavy, not Coors well, well, Light. I mean, he, he's, he's a Denver guy, so yeah. it makes sense. That, that's who the brewery is. Uh, I mean, John, John Elway is a big name in Denver. I mean, he has a lot of auto dealerships and stuff. He's a big Let me name see if there. you remember this. For the 80, what was the year that McGinnis became the D coordinator? The year after Buddy Ryan. So it was 87, right? For oh, the year oh, oh, after oh, they, Buddy Ryan oh, left, it would be '86 because Dave McGinnis came in. It wasn't as their Dave D coordinator. Uh, or who was, was their new D? Vince Tobin. Vince, maybe? To, yeah, Vince Tobin. So followed up, uh, they Buddy had Ryan. a special called "Back in the High Life" again. Yeah. The fucking story of the Bears offseason and the song was "Back in the High yeah, Life yeah. Again." Yeah, Stevie Winwood, man, from and Traffic. Traffic's very that, My dad had that on tape, and I yeah. remember. A, that was when Peyton announced his retirement because he said, this is my last year. Yep. And he was said like, because he basically said, I feel bad that I've had such a long career. Like he was like, you look at the dudes like the Gale Sayers and the Brian Piccolos and yeah. like these guys only played for six years. Listen, and Peyton was the athlete. It wasn't. I mean, he was the athlete of Chicago before Jordan. I mean, but he very much paved the way. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's fame was very much related to Peyton being a big name. And, and Look at was, the mock Canadians jerseys. This is when the Canadians were still the shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. 80s yeah. Montreal Canadians. Yeah, yeah, you would recognize it, you know. Michelob Light. He's like men, men doing physical activity and drinking Any beers. Any beer you like. Those guys could have beaten the Russians today. You think they'd play us for a Michelob Light? Michelob Light. Yeah, Cold War joke. But weren't the Russians like really good at hockey? They were amazing. As you said, you can beat the Russians. Oh, I thought he meant they were so bad. No, no, no. Could... He could have beaten the Russians. Today. No, he was saying that that's how good they played. Oh, man. This is a, this is a good old-fashioned. It's old Milwaukee. doesn't get any better than this. These commercials made an impression on They me, make man. you feel good? Yes. It's like... You're having a hearty meal. You're at the Florida Everglades. Oh yeah, you got that beer. You got that butter running down yeah, your you cheek. Yeah, you know, man. You're just you're just cut with your guys on the weekend. Just you know? wash down these crabs and your feelings. Did a few bumps of coke. You you got your paycheck for the week. You know, making your fucking just the coke got, money in, in South Florida. We got a bucket of crabs, a bucket of brews. My wife's a bitch. You know, hey, you know, yeah, I'm 33. I'm getting into my career now. Flavored any dish. But yeah, dude. Yeah. I love the 80 watching shit from the 80s was like fun for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it just seems so dated the haircuts. Yeah, of course. Of course. Dudes having long hair. Th this was the era of like the mullet ish type, not just yes. mullet, but like no one just had long hair yeah. like Kurt Cobain hair. It was like weird feather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They tried That's to keep it short in some way. Like, yeah. And then in the 90s, Cobain came and was just like, no, I have girl hair. Yeah. Yep. So it looks so weird to me. The hairdos, especially in the 80s, are yes. just bonkers to me. Yeah. Where it's like you so desperately want long hair, but you don't want people calling you a girl. Clearly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're keeping some semblance of a guy haircut. It, it was still the, it, the 70s were still there. The 70s Get out of were... here, Rod Stewart. Just grow your hair long, dude. Well, that was always the rumor, right? He was like the gay rumor, man. You know, with Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart just mashed uh, pussy, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of... Uh, I, got news, I got news for you. Uh, women of the 80s and 70s and 80s <sighs> loved Rod Stewart. They loved Dude, how do you Rod think he Stewart. was forever young? He was just fucking... Sucking off the serotonin you know, the, of these young there girls. Was a, there was a great uh, soccer pub I used to go to in Lincoln Square. What the fuck was it? It was a British soccer pub. They used to support the team that Rod Stewart liked. And they had pictures of Rod Stewart there. It was an Irish pub. Uh, and they, 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 they used to play the games with Rod Stewart. So Rod Stewart was in there with his, uh, with his uh, you know, his, whatever, his, not his, whatever, you know, he had a scarf on of his favorite team. What was the name? The Atlantic. That was the name of it, the Atlantic Ball. He's a Celtic fan. Yeah, and they had had a bunch of pictures of him. We went and saw Rod Stewart. He's such a big Celtic fan. There's a point in his concert. Apropos of nothing, he just starts kicking soccer balls. The stage becomes a soccer ball. Like, it lights up. Yeah, yeah. And then they start playing Celtic videos from when they won the European (laughs) Cup in 1967. And he just starts kicking soccer balls into the crowd, dude. And it has nothing to do with the song. Is the crowd, like, are they a bit dumbfounded? They're loving it, dude. Rod Stewart is kicking you soccer balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He knows. He knows. I'll tell you what, man. When we first started dating, she got the big Ticketmaster. Like, fucking, they settled with a bunch of people because they were ripping people off. So we got to go see Cindy Lauper and Rod Stewart, and I gotta tell you, yeah, that was a great show. Where was it at again? The fucking the t- oh yeah oh yeah no, the that, world that, that, yeah, was at the world baby. I, I saw Iron Maiden there. Yeah, I saw Iron Maiden there. So yeah, the that's Tweeter Center. I remember yeah. when it was the world. Yeah, I remember the world. Yeah, and I then was, it was the uh, <laughs> then it was the Tweeter Center, and then now it's the something West Bank Amphitheater and so in you, you, Tinley you Park saw, or whatever. Uh, the bill was Cindy Lauper and Rod Stewart. and Rod Stewart. What a bizarre bill. Dude, she still kicks it. Oh, hey, I, you know, she has aged well to me. At one time, her and Madonna were at the same level. At one time, they, for she, about a year. It is funny, though, because she was, was like, sexy, though. You know? Cindy Lauper during her set was like telling a story about like, this is from the new album. And like, we took it around for a long time and no one. And it was just like, you're explaining your failed career. Yeah. Like, you're leading off this song by saying this is a new one. Nobody wanted to buy it. Yeah. For years. Yeah. But now, because hacks are relevant, I can just, just sing it for you. <laughs> but it was a good song. Yeah. Hey, man. Listen, she, you know. But it was still depressing, the intro of just yeah. like. Yeah, I know. I've literally been doing nothing for years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Rod Stewart calls me. How many people were, uh, how, how attended was it? It was packed. Yeah. Was Dude. it like over 10,000 people, yeah. you think? We yeah. Were f- yeah. We were definitely the youngest people there. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. It's people my age and older. Uh, she, we, yeah, we brought snacks. Ben Davidson, he, he was in Conan the Barbarian. Hey, I'm listening. What I like about it. Is that the fucking murderer from Home Alone? Is uh, that the old man who has the shovel? Uh, that that I don't know. The I neighbor? Seen, I haven't seen the movie. But he was in uh, Conan the Barbarian. He's an ex uh, Oakland Raider. He, 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 was in, he, was one of, he was one of the two guys who was going to kill Conan. It's not is it? It's not fucking... It's not Matuzak. It's not, but it's, it's a, cut from a similar cloth. The, Matuzak followed the Ben Davidson dude, path. Every, and Lyle is it all straight Every defensive that. lineman from the 70s Oakland Raiders <laughs> made a television appearance at of some course, point. Of course, because they had personality for crying out loud. You know, Otis Sistrunk. Yeah, Matuzak, he was in freaking uh, the Goonies. Dude, hockey was 
the shit in the '80s, huh? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they were definitely pushing it as a sport. I mean, they, were, you know, they wanted. To... Would you say though that was like the heyday of the NHL? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think. I think. The, I think the NHL is actually pretty hot right now. I think it's actually pretty. Popular. Yeah. Post lockout, they actually one of the sports that after they had the season because the 04 season is done. Like they didn't. Yeah. That's a rarity. Even in the '94 strike, they played three fourths of the season. Just the World Series was canceled. And yeah. The NBA lockout. Uh, they half the season. They played half the season. The 04 NHL season did not happen. Yeah. Yep. Like in 2004, there was no hockey. Like yeah. I think that's they realized more than any. Like this can unequivocally never happen. Never again. happen it's again. Kill our sport. Not only can it never happen again, but we have to make we immediately have to make this sport entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they loosened up some rules. They just made scoring you know? more. They took away the two-line passing, yeah. which meant you couldn't pass between blue lines. Yep, yep. Uh, they took away, they made the goalie crease. Because back then, this was the, I call it the fucking, the Van Beesbrook rule. Beezer. The, the John Hextall rule. Because the Philadelphia yeah. Flyers yeah, Ron, were Ron the Hextall. kings, the Ron Hextall, yep. were the kings of... Double. I remember this commercial, man. I wanted to do that. That was exciting to me. That looked really exciting. Go ahead. The Flyers, who your fucking Philadelphia exactly. Flyers, yeah, yeah. were kings of dumping the puck down, and their goalie would just sit behind the net yep. and fucking ice the puck. Yeah. So they create, they made a the box that basically says the the goalie can't play the puck outside of this area. Yeah. And that's they call it the Van Beesbrook rule. Yeah, because Beezer would just fucking he would fucking skate out to almost the blue line yeah, to yeah, get the puck. Yeah, exactly. And he was good enough. And I mean, these guys are old hockey players. It so was just have to be a goaltender. Yeah, it yeah. was just keep away. Yeah, and the yeah. Devils with their trap with their zone trap. I would say that's related to the zone trap, isn't it? For people yeah. just to get a what to describe what the zone trap is. One people's complaint about hockey is like they just dump the puck down. Yeah. And then that's what the trap was. Yeah. This dude who coached the Devils figured out that if you build a stout enough defense and then you just dump the puck on the other end, you'll you'll beat the shit out of the team enough to where you'll score one or two goals. Yeah. And you'll win the game. And this cocksucker won four Stanley they won three Cups. Three Stanley that way. Cups. They won in ninety five and an O three. And I think they also do in 2000. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Because they exactly. beat the Stars. The Stars would have went back to back, yep. and then yep. the Devils beat them. Yeah, that zone trap. Yep. Uh, and it was just the most boring form of hockey. It yep. essentially killed the game. Yep. Uh, so they just took a, They essentially made rules to make the trap illegal. Yeah. Yep. Which makes sense. It's, it's a, you got to make the skating more. It's motion. It, it's motion. It's passing. It's skating. It's speed. You know, it's... That's why, I mean, I really... You know, with the Hawks getting good, I, I definitely got more interested in hockey as a result. I mean, I liked it when I was in college. We had a very good high, a college hockey team, uh, and I loved watching them. But uh, so I, I was enough of a fan that I wasn't like, but I didn't watch it for years. And when the Hawks got good, I enjoyed watching it again. But anyway, man, yeah, we, we can we wind, it wind it down. down. Yeah, wind yeah. it down, man. Wind it down with the PBR. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, it's a very nostalgic episode. Uh, thanks for watching. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe on all the audio platforms. See you next week.